Badlands. Explain those Badlands. That's a hell of a name. What's up, everybody? Who's excited? I'm so super excited. excited. Super excited. Are daytime gonna, drama. Uh, <laughs> this, is the, this is the best uh, daytime soap opera probably ever, right? So 100%. when we less, last left Judge McAfee and Mr. Bradley, they were going into chambers to determine if Mr. Bradley had been misinterpreting privilege all along. Turns out, as we found out yesterday, he has been misinterpreting privilege all along. Plus, there was the whole Anna Cross thing where she uh, reopened the door to a lot of the stuff that they claim was privilege. So when we join the courtroom today, we are going to be hopefully picking up where we left off, where Mr. Bradley, I don't know if uh, the prosecution of the Fannie Willis side is going to ask him any more questions before he gets redirected, but it sounded from everything that's going around about this, it sounds like the redirect may be more expansive than a typical redirect because they're going to revisit a whole bunch of stuff that uh, was previously deemed privilege. Well, I think it's going to be, it's going to be interesting now, you know, Fanny making the argument we covered on daily this morning that cell phone data is, is not, uh, is not relevant for this type of research. Like you can't pinpoint the location. It's not, it's not, uh, what, what, what was the word? It's not permissible or whatever. What they admissible? haven't, it, well, admissible, excuse me. They haven't entered it as evidence yet. I'm sure they'll do that today. Um, but like, you know, they're going to have, I, I mentioned on daily, I said, you know, whole, how many J sixers were flagged because of their cell phone yep. data? Like how many cases in general, Rashard Brooks, you know, remember Rashard Brooks in Fulton County, uh, there was a murder that took place during the BLM riots there where a little girl was shot and killed and they used cell phone data to triangulate who that shooter likely was. And so now if you have Fanny literally arguing in, in her response and via emotion uh, in, in one of the filings, I mean, that's going to like, there's a lot of people that are watching this right now that, that have been uh, prosecuted from Fanny using cell phone data that are like, Hey, uh, hold on. I, I, you got me based on that cell phone data that you're now saying doesn't show what we think it shows. Very fascinating where they're going to go with that. Yeah, gotta love that. And and I saw Kyle just uh, in the chat, and he <clears throat> mentioned the um, was it Bradley who uh, misunderstood uh, attorney-client uh, privilege. Yeah, that was that was classic. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it. I mean, they're all attorneys. Every mm -hmm. e everyone in this thing is an attorney, mm. and so I, I put in the brief this morning. Perjury is a pretty big deal for anyone. On the stand comes with real penalties. It's a it's a real crime that has, you know, uh, real repercussions from it. For a case in which the people committing perjury are the district attorney in the jurisdictional county and the lead prosecutor in the case that committing perjury in a hearing within that with it, 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 the case should be thrown out. It's irreparably tainted, tainted. Well, this so, case also so, deals with taint, everyone. <laughs> taint you've, got, you've got a case now where it's moved from disqualifying Fanny as the prosecutor to impeaching her as the district attorney. 
And also, furthermore, uh, you know, criminal charges, possible jail time or, or you know, heavy fines and, and, and criminal, uh, you know, penalties for a result of what she's done now. Um, you know, another another thing that was really interesting, and this is something else we covered on Daily this morning, um, you know, Breitbart News allegedly has a source. And, and I, again, take this with a grain of salt because it is an anonymous source and I don't have much faith in anonymous sources. And we have to have that same uh, credulity when we look at people on our own side here. But they have a source now saying that this Jeff DeSantis guy, who is the deputy district attorney in Fannie's case in Fulton County, is saying that uh, or, or they're saying that he is from the he, he's the, the liaison, so to speak, with the White House. And he is the White House's, quote unquote, plant in this case right here. And, you know, one of the things that they said in the Breitbart article was that DeSantis knew, like everybody knew about this relationship. So DeSantis absolutely had to know. And for it to come out now after, you know, the Floyd hearings and everything else and the subpoenas that they're trying to go after for uh, the um, election evidence from 2020, which we know doesn't exist because they deleted a lot of it. The, he is probably the guy, in my opinion, that uh, leaked a lot of this information, put people onto the right path. Uh, certain attorneys that have affiliations with left-leaning, well, not left-leaning, hard-left media outlets. Uh, you know, I, I wonder if there is a a sense of self uh, implosion in this case brought on by this DeSantis guy. Interesting. Uh I don't know. Why why does the White House need a liaison to this case is my because, first well, question. Well, so the, you um, well, hang on a second, because I also want to mention in that list of penalties that we're looking at potentially coming out of this, you didn't mention disbarment. And I think that that should be just that that's table stakes. Right. I mean, that it should not even be a question that if the district attorney perjured herself on the stand to protect her, you know, in an effort to protect her own corrupt behavior that she should, she should face criminal charges, but she should absolutely be disbarred. Um, mm -hmm. Chicka boom. Uh, thank you so much for the rumble rant. Thanks Ash Gordo and Brian for streaming this. This will be a fun viewing. I'll take my lunch on the back patio and crank up the volume on the computer. So my old ass neighbor will get some red pilling. Thank you for your service. Yeah, you know, to the to the point of why they need a White House liaison is because everything that being run in this case has in some way correlated with the White House. I mean, we have the, you know, when Newt Gingrich came out and said that Fannie Willis was or Fannie Willis, I'm not going to give her the benefit there. Uh, when Fannie Willis came out and said uh, or, or Newt Gingrich came out and said that the White House uh, pressured her into these indictments when the grand jury wasn't even supposed to convene until. Uh, you know, this was on a Sunday night. They weren't supposed to convene until uh, Tuesday, I believe it was. And Fanny came out on on Monday night at like 11 p.m., 11 p.m. and made the biggest announcement in, in court history, oh, maybe. We're live. No, not yet. Oh, I'm no? watching. I'm watching. Okay. Uh, made the biggest uh, announcement, you know, maybe in, in prosecutorial history going after a sitting president for challenge or a, excuse me, a former president and and front runner for the nominee. Uh, I, I think that was a huge, you know, kind of tell that somebody is pulling the strings on Fannie. And, you know, as the article from Breitbart said, the, the, the source said Fannie is not an intelligent person. 
you know, what you're seeing in this trial is what she is. It's not an act. It's nothing else. That is who she is. She's, she's not very, she's not, she's low IQ. And yeah, she's, um, she's definitely an idiot. I, I mean, you can tell just, she's just not a smart person and um, she's obviously greedy and uh, yeah, that's, that's all caught up with her. And I agree with that, Ash, that she should be disbarred. That should be the starting point, the conversation. Um, and I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen where you uh, misconduct in a case can lead to a prosecutor being disbarred. So there's so definitely precedent for that. The Supreme Court, and it does look like there's something's happening, but the Supreme Court um, yesterday issued a whole bunch of orders. And the pa- the last like three of seven pages, maybe two of seven pages, is attorneys getting reprimanded. It's uh, this person is prohibited from practicing law in this court pending a hearing, you know, until we can determine if they're still able to to practice law at all and uh you know these are these are people's disbarments that are reaching the supreme court so um it's yeah these are very it's a very big deal but the thing that that bothers i think it bothers all of us with the asymmetrical justice is that the um the 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 rules are they definitely apply to us right we don't get a reprieve from the rules we don't get the leniency from the rules and these are clear violations of the rules. Perjury is a clear violation of the rules, and she's the freaking district attorney. Um, so if the rules are meant to apply to any of us, they need to apply to all of us. That's what equal justice is. Yeah. Agreed. Um, let's see. I, I do have the volume up, so when they do actually uh, go live. I'm so excited. It would be great if this did become what if this started if this like started the precedent of people being of bad prosecutors being prosecuted and disbarred. That would be a really really great outcome from this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we watched we watched the election cases where attorneys were getting sanctioned left and right for procedural <laughs> procedural dismissals, dismissed on you know latches and standing and everything else under the sun just to make sure there was no evidence ever that was actually submitted, and they all got sanctioned as a result of that. Judge didn't even hear the evidence. You know, you've got uh, you know Trump having a summary judgment before the case even began. You know, uh, you we talked today about Engeron that completely disregarded appellate uh, court decisions in his case moving forward. And nothing is ever going to happen to these to these people, unfortunately, at least not now. You know, this is part of the retribution tour, hopefully. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Hey, guys, do us a favor and uh, smash the thumb on this stream. We've got uh, two, a little over 2000 people watching. We're at about 10 percent, a little more than 10 percent right now. Please, please hit the thumb. Helps us out an incredible amount over here on Rumble. Yeah. All right. So, uh, again, for those of you that are just joining, we are expecting uh, testimony to continue today for Terrence Bradley, who is the former partner of Nathan Wade turned attorney client privilege extraordinaire. Uh, His attorney client privilege got shot down because he had no idea what it actually was. And, you know, when it was convenient for him, he was willing to disclose certain things. And yeah, it was a it was a shit show, to say the least, last uh, last week when we were covering this trial. So now it continues on today and uh, we should see the cell phone data and all that information entered into evidence today. Um, I'm not sure if you know they're, they're going to how much they're going to cover that stuff, because I, I would imagine I mean, I would imagine that the. Uh, it's not really the defense. It's actually the prosecution. They're on the defense, but they should be allowed to, uh, uh, you know, 
hash that out and, and go through that evidence themselves. But I, I don't know how that's going to work if they if they enter it today, if if it can if they can argue on that evidence already or what? Do you have any idea, Ash? Um, wh- on which evidence? The cell phone data. It hasn't been admitted into the record yet. No, I, I'm sure that will come up in this hearing. What's on Friday is uh, Friday is scheduled for summations, I believe. So I, I, I would I would anticipate that those that those are kind of the two outstanding evidence issues before we go to summations is Mr. Bradley and the cell phone data and the cell phone data comes with the investigator's testimony. Potentially that was in the brief was that he was going to testify to his analysis. So I think both, both of those guys are expected in this hearing. Um, and then summations are scheduled for Friday. That's my understanding. I could totally be wrong. Yeah. I mean, what, cause wouldn't they, they would adjudicate whether <clears throat> the evidence is, is um, valid or, or going to be submitted before they would um, admit it to, admit it to the record, right? Because if he says no, you can't have it. They're not going to admit it as evidence. Yeah, I didn't see that he had ruled on its admissibility yesterday, only on Mr. Bradley. So um, it might be because that reply was filed yesterday. He needed the night to read it and consume it. Because President, you know, it was the the motion on Friday, the response from Fannie over the weekend, and then yesterday was the reply from President Trump. And the judge probably needed time to consume all of that about the cell phone data before ruling on it. He'll he'll it, I, he might have already ruled on it, and we and I don't know because um, I'm not in Georgia, and it's really hard to follow all of the moves. And um, their dockets are way different than Colorado as well, the way that they do, um, the way that they're set up. But anyway, um, I think that we'll hear about whether or not that's going to happen, whether the A, it's admissible and B, the investigator that put that together, whether he'll be allowed to testify. I think that that will happen probably at the beginning. Mm-hmm. All rise, everybody. The judge has entered the court. All right. We are back on the record with 23 SC 188947. If we could have counsel starting with the state identify themselves for the record for the purpose of today. Adam Abadi for the state, Your Honor. All right. And in order of the styling, uh, let's start with uh, former President Trump. I think we have Mr. Sadow on Zoom. You do, Your Honor. Good afternoon, Steve Sadow for President Trump. We waive his presence. And I believe Ms. Little is also uh, on Zoom. And All right. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Sadow. On behalf of Mr. Giuliani. Alan Stockton, on behalf of Mayor Giuliani, I think uh, David Lewis and Joe uh, John Esposito may be on Zoom as well. And we oh, wave his presence. There we go. On behalf of Mr. Meadows. You are Jim Durham on behalf of Mr. Meadows, and he waves his appearance. Thank you, Mr. Durham. On behalf of Mr. Clark. Harry MacDougald, Your Honor, and he also waves his appearance. Thank you, Mr. MacDougald. On behalf of Mr. Chile. Good afternoon, Your Honor. Richard Rice, uh, President Court. Chris Anulowitz is on Zoom, and Mr. Cheely waves his presence. Thank you. On behalf of Mr. Roman. Good afternoon, Judge Ashley and John Merchant. On behalf of Mr. Roman, and he waves his presence. All right. On behalf of Mr. Schaefer. Greg Gillen and Anthony Lake on behalf of Mr. Schaefer, and he waves his presence. On behalf of Mr. Floyd. Good morning, Your Honor. Good, Good afternoon, Your Honor. Chris Kucherov and Mr. Floyd. We also waive Mr. Floyd's appearance. Thank you, Mr. Kucherov. And on behalf of Ms. Latham. Anybody here on behalf of Ms. Latham? All right. I know before we'd had Mr. Cromwell, and I had not heard anything from him. I don't know if any other parties have as well. But you know, I believe Mr. Cromwell is in a deposition in, in South Georgia. Uh, that's all I know. All right. 
there's a Zoom participant, uh, Mr. Cromwell. Looks like he joined. Okay, that's helpful to know. Uh, Mr. Cromwell, can you hear us? All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that to see if he does join us. Uh, and we'll take it up as it comes. So, uh, just a few preliminaries. First of all, I'm a bit under the weather, so I'll try to speak up, but if anyone can't hear me, just let me know. I'll, I'll try to talk uh, close to the microphone. Uh, but we are here today, the sole purpose of which is that at the conclusion of the hearing on February 16th, I announced that I'd be meeting with Mr. Bradley in camera uh, to assess uh, the validity of his assertion of attorney-client privilege. Uh, I've now been able to do that, and I also allowed Mr. Wade the opportunity to uh, weigh in and respond as well. And after considering uh, the testimony, uh, not only in camera, but also of what came out at the hearing, I found that neither uh, Mr. Wade nor Mr. Bradley had met their burden of establishing that the attorney-client privilege uh, applied, specifically as it relates to Mr. Bradley's knowledge of any uh, relationship that existed between uh, Ms. Willis and uh, Mr. Wade and particularly that it wasn't established that his specific knowledge came about in furtherance of legal advice. So having made that determination, I didn't see any other choice but to allow the parties to uh, have an opportunity uh, to explore that uh, that topic with him. Uh, there's really, in my mind, uh, it's that topic only. I think that if there's anything else we've already covered, I'm not here to do it again. So uh, with that, is there anything else we need to cover before kicking that off. Just, um, Mr. Wade, he's still a potential witness, um, I would assume, um, and so he needs to still be excused for you when you invoke the rule, continuing rule. Mr. Avati. I believe Mr. Wade was released from his subpoena uh, when we concluded uh, his testimony at the last hearing. So unless he's been re-subpoenaed and there's, I have no knowledge of that, um, he has every right to be present. Sure. Um, I think procedurally that would be accurate. And so I, I, at this point, I don't see a, uh, a means where he would need to be recalled. And, uh, but if it is, then that is something you can take up. All right. Uh, Mr. Bradley through his attorney had informed me that he would be here today in person. I don't see him in the gallery. Do we know if he's out in the hallway? Okay. All right. If we could uh, call for Mr. Bradley. Would it be permissible to sit in the jury box? That's fine. All right, Mr. Bradley, uh, Deputy Scott will swear you in again. Terrence Bradley, T E R R E N C E Bradley, B R E D L E Y. Ms. Merchant. Thank you, Judge. Good afternoon, Mr. Bradley. Good afternoon. Good to see you. Sorry, under these circumstances, um, I'm going to just go straight to where we left off before. Um, Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade were in a romantic relationship, correct? Correct. And um, it began at the time that they were both municipal court judges, correct? I... Objection, Your Honor, based on privilege. That Overruled. Be okay, overruled. I do not have knowledge of it's starting 
um, or when it started? Um, Terrence, you told me that it started when they were both municipal court judges, though, correct? That is incorrect. Um, you never confirmed in writing that it was instead of magistrate court, it was in municipal court judge when they were started dating? If you're speaking of the text message, you can go to that text message and you can read that text message and I will explain the text message to you. But you and I did not have a conversation about when it started. You asked a compound question of magistrate court versus, I mean, you, you said it was magistrate court municipal, mag, I mean, you said uh, mag, magistrate court conference, I'm sorry. Um, and then you asked another question. I said, no, municipal court, nothing else. I'm referring to a different um, conversation. I asked you, do you think it started before she hired him? No, no, I'm going to object. This was covered in the previous hearing where um, Mr. Bradley said he had no personal knowledge of the exact text that Ms. Um, Merchant is speaking of and actually used uh, in, a, to, in an attempt to refresh his recollection. And he explained exactly um, what he's explaining here before the court. So this is uh, repetitive and unnecessary. And so I would object to past and answered and, and relevance at this point. All right. Uh, perhaps we'll get there. But I think first, Ms. Merchant has the right to draw his attention to the exact potentially inconsistent statement. Thank you, Judge. Um, may I approach him? So overruled. You may. Oh, you can see it. So ones I gave you at the last hearing. And for purposes of the record, uh, I believe, Ms. Merchant, you tendered, was it the entire text chain as an exhibit? Um, I only tendered a few of the texts, but I did give the state their their courtesy copies last time um, of the exhibit. Was this one tendered? This one was not tendered. All right. And I'm happy to tender it. Well, we'll just take it as it comes. Whatever you we're need. at, um, I think I think we're at thirty nine. I, I will wait to mark it, um, but I think we're at thirty nine. May I approach, Judge? You may. All right. Um, so Terrence, do you remember telling me that it started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton? I see the message there, but I, I don't recall. Um, I do see that message, but I do not recall. You don't recall texting this? I look back at my text messages um, through uh, that we've had. I see that message, but I do not recall that, no ma'am. Um, and when I asked you if you start, if you thought it started before she hired him and you responded, absolutely. Your Honor, I'm going to object as to the source of the information um, that Mr. Bradley allegedly uh, gathered this from. Um, there's been absolutely no foundation. Uh, and based on the arguments at the last hearing, that a lot of this is based on gossip, innuendo, assumption, uh, and privileged information. And at this point, Ms. Merchant has not uh, provided a foundation as to how Mr. Bradley would have any information that she keeps uh, referring to. All right. I think Judge, that's... I, go ahead, Ms. Merchant. I, I didn't ask him about the source of the information. Um, and under Rule 621, I can impeach him with any inconsistent facts. This is an inconsistent fact. I can impeach him with any contrary facts. Sure. Why would it be fact. a relevant uh, impeachment if he actually has no personal knowledge of this? If he doesn't. Sure. So I think you have to lay that foundation then, so that'll be sustained. Um. Do you remember telling me that it began 
Well, that's that doesn't address the. No, issue. I'm not. I was I was just asking if you remember telling me as opposed to the okay, text. Sure. Do you remember telling me that it began? Well, no. And then you're going into the substance of it, which we haven't determined whether he actually knows or how he knows. Um. You told me. In fact, you corrected me when I said magistrate court. You corrected me and said it was municipal court. Yeah, Do you remember that? Same objection. Your Honor. This, is, this is the exact same issue, right? Well, yeah, I'm asking I'm, if he remembers that. He hasn't answered that question yet. Right, but the relevance of whether he remembers it isn't established until we know how he remembers it or why he knows it. If that makes sense. I guess not. <laughs> Sorry, how he knows it. I'm, I, I'm just asking if he told me that. Right. So I wasn't asking how he knew that. I wasn't asking the source of that knowledge. I was asking if he told me that. Sure. That was it. But I, that's the point. It's how he knows it. Right. The source of his knowledge, the state would contend, is it's hearsay because it's gossip and innuendo, um, which is what was indicated the last year. Well, it may not be hearsay. It may not be gossip. We haven't really gotten there yet. We don't know how he knows what apparently he's telling her. And I think we need to figure that out before we can go any further. Yes. And if the source of the information is a witness who've testified, then it's not hearsay. Um, so when did the relationship start? I cannot answer that. When was your first knowledge of the relationship? Objection, Your Honor. He's already answered that question multiple times today. He said he had no idea of the timeline or, or when it occurred. That was one of the first questions that Ms. Merchant asked. I didn't ask when. I asked his first knowledge. He testified he has knowledge that they had a relationship. I asked him when he first got knowledge of that. Okay, so if the question is, when did you first get knowledge? I think we can start there. That was the question, yes. All right. Thank you. When did you first get knowledge of their relationship? I've said over again that I was not, I didn't have any personal information where I could personally say when it started. I've said that time and time again. And, and so I don't, I don't know when the relationship started. And that wasn't my question. So my question is, when did you first gain knowledge? I didn't ask the source of the knowledge, didn't ask you to comment on the validity of the knowledge. I asked Ooh. when you first had knowledge. We'll get to the how, Mr. Abadi. So I'll uh, note the objection, overrule it. You can answer I, that. Just for the record, I appreciate your honesty. Um, but he said he had no personal knowledge. So it's he had to gain the knowledge not from, from hearsay. He could have gained it from sure. Mr. Wade. Well, I mean, most of us learn things from hearsay. The question of whether whether it's admissible, right? And that's what we got to get to. So, I apologize. Um, when did you first get knowledge? I'm not qualifying what type of knowledge. I'm just asking when you first knew about the relationship. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, so. I can't give you a date if you're asking for a date. If you're asking me, how did I get the knowledge? It would have come directly from a client. Right. So help me understand. I think you, you say you can't answer that question. You don't know the date. So that's the answer to the question. But I, I said that five minutes ago. We have to make it clear. Yes, All sir. Right. Next question, Ms. Merchant. So you don't know the specific date? No. Do you know if it, can we narrow down the timeline? Was it, did you gain knowledge in 2019 of this relationship beginning? I'm going to object to this line of questioning as he said he does not know sure. when he gained All right. knowledge. He Overrule. doesn't know the specific uh, date. That's fine, Ms. Merchant. I think we, I'm overruling that. I think we can try to see if he can narrow it down based on goalposts. 
Thank you. Um, 19, I would probably say no. I mean, I, I don't have anything that I'm, I'm, um, there wasn't a specific date. There wasn't a football game. There wasn't something that I can attribute to him telling me whatever. And so you're asking for a date. You're asking for a year. It's still a date. And at this time, I am telling you that I do not have the date. Um, let's try this then. So you received a contract from Ms. Willis um, January 2021, correct? Um, can I see the? Uh, yes, I yes, I think so. Are, I think okay. I think I, I think it, um, if it was from the uh, exhibits, I think it was twenty one. Yes. And I don't want to belabor the point because yes. when you were here before, yes. Um, if those documents that you looked at last time, yes, said January two thousand and twenty two. That's okay. Twenty one. I didn't. I'm sorry, twenty one. You're right. Thank and you. And it was I think renewed in twenty two. It was yes. So the contract date was um, that we have in the record is January twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. So using that date, at that point, had they begun their romantic relationship? Of 2022. January 25th, 2022. 2021, I'm sorry. When you got your first contract. I, I don't recall. Um, I don't recall any, any specific uh, dates. No, ma'am. You remember when you got that contract, though, correct? I remember I had the contract, yes. Okay. And you told us last week, or I guess it was the week before now, you told us that Mr. Wade brought you that contract, essentially told you about that contract. That is correct. Um, so Ms. Willis is not the one that brought that contract to you directly. It was Mr. Wade. That is correct. At that point in time, they were already engaged in a relationship, though, correct? I'm going to object, Gerard, I can't say that. characterization of what Mr. Bradley just said. He just said he does not remember. There's nothing specific. He doesn't remember the exact date. And I think the question now is to reference it or tie it to maybe some other event that he might remember. I agree with your honor. She asked that specific question. He said he does not remember any specific dates after signing the contract. That's exactly sure. what he just said. This is an right. answer. I know. And we're getting to the end of it. So, Ms. Merchant, you don't have much more to pull on here. But he answered that last question. So what's your next one? Um, And, and Judge, I, I didn't hear the answer if they were in a relationship January. 25th, 2021. Rally, do you recall the question? I, I, I recall the question, and I can't tell you accurately whether or not they were in a relationship at the time. You asked me about him bringing me a contract. I said he did bring me a contract, and that is accurate. Do you remember prior to, do you remember knowing Miss Willis prior to her taking office as the DA? I had very little contact with Miss Willis. Um, I knew her um, through my business of coming down to Fulton. If that's what you're asking. Yes. You knew her through the business. Um, so had you had met her prior to your contract. I'm going to object to relevance at this point as to why we're here today. Sure. Judge, he doesn't remember much of anything right now. And so I'm trying to create a timeline to hopefully piece this together. All right. Well, um, I, I'm not seeing really that the likelihood that that's going to have any success, I'll, I'll let you ask a few more questions. But if he doesn't have a date, then I don't know that you're going to be able to create one today. Okay. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so.
So the time that you had this contract from January 2021 until January 2022, did you come in and out of the DA's office? Yes. Okay. And so were you able to witness Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis interact during that time? I'm going to object. This has been asked and answered. It was addressed at the last hearing about Mr. Bradley's access to and from a specific room to pick up files. And Mr. Bradley said that sure. he rarely saw them together, um, but this was this was. Yeah, I think the only avenue that was closed at the last hearing was his personal knowledge, potentially through. Well, actually, no. If he testified, it was that he had no personal knowledge. It's knowledge that conveyed to him that was cut off at the last hearing. That's really the only thing we hadn't been able to explore, unless you correct me if I'm wrong. Knowledge that was conveyed to him by by somebody else. That's that he claimed at the time was privilege. I found that it's not. That's what we're here to explore. Okay. Um, do you remember telling me that not many people knew where they met? I'm going to object as to relevance, as to his personal knowledge, yeah. which is what 602 requires. Yeah, I mean, we're back to the same point, Ms. Merchant. His personal knowledge is what I'm asking him what he told me. But he hasn't yet told you how he knows that. And so if, unless he, you can establish why he should be testifying on this at all, then there's no relevance. And I don't know what, how he knows that. that would then be the ask next, him. But that would be the next question. But ask first, him how he knows it. I first have to establish that he said that. No, you don't. You could go the other way around. <laughs> um, when you told me that it started when you left, when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton, where did you gain that knowledge from? Well, I'm going to object because his testimony a few minutes ago that he did not recall making that statement. I'll overrule that. Mr. Bradley, answer the question if you can. Repeat the question. <clears throat> when you told me that their relationship started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton, where did you obtain that knowledge from? It was... I was speculating. Um, I didn't have a um, no one told me I was speculating. No one told you that? No one told me that. You were speculating based on things that had been told to you or things you had observed? So I'm going to object as to uh, the nature of uh, of this line of questioning because the witness has made it clear he was speculating as to how or what he knew and if it's speculation it's inadmissible before this court all right but the motivations for his reason for speculating would be admissible so i'll overrule that thank you judge was this speculation when you told me that was that based on things that had been told to you and things that you had witnessed i never witnessed anything so um you know it it was speculation i can't tell you um anything specific if that's what you're you're asking tell me anything specific as to why you speculated about that no this was however many years ago i mean i don't recall but no i, I don't did you have any reasons why i don't know if speculation is lying but um, well, let, let me just show me where in this text it says you're speculating. You didn't speculating. ask me if I was speculating or guessing. 
I didn't ask you, but tell me if it says anywhere here. No, speculation. if this is the same one that you just showed me, it does not. And you're welcome if you need to, to look at your text. Um, is there anywhere in here that indicates that you didn't have knowledge of the no. relationship? No, no, I'm going to object. The line of questioning your honor directed counsel to uh, explore is where he got the knowledge. She's explored that. He said it's speculation and he didn't get it from any source other than his own speculation. Sure. So I, think I, I think we're flushing that out. And uh, I think it's her right to have a little leeway on this if he's an adverse witness. Thank you, Judge. And Judge, these speaking objections are clearly coaching the witness because he's regurgitating. Your Honor, I, have, I, I <laughs> object and take offense to that comment. I'm objecting based on the law, and I'm, and I'm making a record for the court. Right. Um, so I, I, I take offense to that comment. It's not the case. All right. Well, uh, I think we can start with uh, objection, the grounds and the rule number. And then if I need more, I'll ask. Thank you. All right. Thank you. What did Nathan tell you about the relationship? Objection. Hearsay. Nathan has testified. It's not yeah. hearsay. It's still hearsay. It's an out of court statement being brought in for the truth of the matter asserted. So hearsay. Judge. Right. Yeah, this would be for impeachment by contradiction, mm -hmm. which would Thank be you. an exception to the hearsay rule and admissible as substantive evidence and the privilege issues are overruled. Thank you, Judge. Well, I think he just overruled the public objection, but we don't know when he's talking about. So we've already established in December 2018. Sure. And that's something I covered in the in-camera hearing. And I'm based on what he told me in that in-camera hearing. Uh, I don't believe any statements to this effect were covered by privilege. And Judge, I just want for the record, because sometimes the record doesn't reflect where people are looking and that when I ask a question, Mr. Bradley is looking at Mr. Wade and his lawyer to wait for them to object. And they're clearly interacting somehow in the court. So I just want the record to reflect that because it wouldn't otherwise. It's there now. My, you. Do you have a question was put to you, Mr. Bradley? Judge, one of my lawyers is standing, is sitting right in the back, A, um, that's we behind. Go down that rabbit hole. You can look wherever you want. Yeah, and I'd never looked at Mr. Wade or his attorneys. That sounds good, true. All right. Mr. Bradley, question was put to you. Uh, repeat the question, please. Yes. So I showed you, um, or I asked you, I'm sorry, the question, the last question I asked you was, what did Nathan Wade tell you about the relationship? Same objection, Your Honor. And that's already been ruled upon. I recall him stating that at some point they were dating. Uh, I can't tell you what date that was. It was made in confidence. We were in the back of our office. Our offices were the only two in the back. There was no one else present. That is all I can tell you at this time. One time? One time. You only had a conversation with him one time about the relationship? Objection. Asked and answered. No, I think that's a, a clarify for a their own sifting cross. Ms. Merchant. I do not recall any other time that he mentioned uh, that they were in a relationship. No. Um, so other than, so you talked about this one time um, and you said you don't know when it was though, correct? That is correct. Um, was it before Mr. Wade, before you got the contract in Fulton County? Let's start with that. I do not recall. 
Okay. And um, how did it come up? Say again? How did it come up? I do not recall how it came up. Um, it was in the back. I know it was, I know where it occurred. Um, in our offices in the back, I can't tell you what we were discussing prior to that. Did you receive an email from me on January 6th um, with a motion attached? I think I did, yes. Yes, I know I know. I, I received a, I don't know if the date is January 6th, but yes, I received that, okay. yes. Um, so you remember receiving that? Yes. With the date. Um, and you reviewed it and then you, you and I spoke about it. Do you recall that? Did we speak over the phone or are you saying through a text? That's what I'm asking you. you I, I can't remember um, whether it was text to phone or. But you recall us speaking one way or another. One way or another, yes. Um, and where I was trying to confirm the facts in that filing. I think I remember um, <clears throat> there was a line of about. Um, the accuracy of um, how much money that my office, the law, the law office of Terrence A. Bradley uh, have received um, and whether or not that was going to be in the motion or not. Well, there wasn't a discrepancy. I had kept that out. Oh, you asked me to step back in, correct? I don't, I, I recall you um, that may be accurate, yes. And you thought, because you thought it might be suspicious if you were left out of the motion. No, I, I think. We discussed that it should reflect the accuracy because the accuracy was that I received, um, I had a contract and received 74 grand, 74,000. Um, and I think you had put in there that Mr. Campbell had received a certain amount. And then you also had put in there that Mr. Wade had received a certain amount, but there was not anything in there originally and i said that it needed to be accurate i needed to be accurate as far as that i have received seventy four thousand. Right. that's correct because you did not want anyone knowing that you had talked to me i'm gonna object this to relevance be biased or rule i wanted you to be accurate as far as the accuracy of our message or or your filing Okay, so that was your, so your interest was in, in accuracy in the filing. I didn't reach out to you and say, send me a copy of your motion. Right. I didn't reach out to you to say that you were, that I'm going to be in your motion. Right. I asked you to review it for accuracy. Right? For accuracy. And I just stated that it was inaccurate. And the inaccuracy that you pointed out was the thing about your, or how much you had made. 
that was the inaccuracy that I, I saw that jumped out was the fact that um, I saw that I was left out when you had put the firm um, the money was. I did not, I did not, um, when I responded to that, it was for that specific reason. And I agreed I would put that back in, that section back in, and I did. I did put it back in, and I sent it to you again. I don't recall getting a second email from you, no. But you were happy that I put it back in, or that I agreed to put it back in. And object is to relevance. Yeah, we need, we need to get to more material aspects. Well, uh, yes, Judge, I, I'm moving along, I promise. So you asked me, you did ask me to put that back in. Again, well, oh yeah. well, he didn't answer that last question, so overruled. You did. Can you confirm you did ask me to put that back in for it to be accurate? Yes, that's correct. I said that. Um, yes. Okay. And then I asked you if everything was accurate, and you said, looks good. Correct? I'm. I recall you asking that, but the looks good was applying to the accuracy of the 74,000. That's it. Okay. Um, so when you reviewed the motion and you specifically pointed out that one thing that you, that you found inaccurate, you didn't point anything else out that you found inaccurate in that motion though, correct? No, I did not. And that motion alleged that their relationship began when Ms. Willis was in municipal court. If I can read reread the motion, but um, I don't recall. But if that's what it says, but I did. I did my saying um, that it looks good was when you put back in the seventy four thousand um, into your motion. Okay, and that's that wasn't what I was asking. What I was asking is, you didn't tell me that there was anything else inaccurate in the motion, though, right? But I didn't state that anything was accurate other than the 74,000. Now, when I told you that I had this motion that I was preparing, you asked me to send a rough draft. No, that's incorrect. May I approach, Judge? You may. Which page are you showing? It's, they're not page number. It's um, January 6th. I just see yeah. yeah, of course. Your Honor, I, I object. And why is that, Mr. Reed? Because it's devastating to my case. So, uh, we had been talking and you asked me to send you a rough draft and I told you, okay, but I didn't want it to be leaked before I filed it. Right? That is correct. That is correct. So you're the one that asked me to send a rough draft. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, okay. yes, that's correct. And that was at 10.08 on Saturday, January 6th. Um, and then you got an email from me with that rough draft 
at 1025 that same day, correct? Yeah, yes. If you need to look at it, I can. Um, if if it says 1025, then um, I know you sent me an email. Um, While he's looking at it, I'm, I'm going to object us to ask an answer. We've been through the fact that she sent him a copy of the motion, whether he specifically said rough draft or not, and then asked about the accuracy. He's explained his answer, and I uh, expect to ask an answer. So. I understand, Mr. Vaughn. We're getting there. Overruled for now. Um, and then I responded when we were talking about that footnote that we were just talking about. I said, I took it, I took it out, but I can add it back. And you said, yes, add it back. You remember that? I answered that, yes. And then I said, anything else, anything that isn't <coughs> accurate. And you responded, looks good. You recall that? Let me see the. And there, I, I don't know where the exhibits are um, that were admitted. <clears throat> That it says looks good, but as a as I stated before, I was responding to you putting me back into the motion for receiving seventy four thousand dollars in a contract. This says you said yes, add it back, and then I said anything else, anything that is inaccurate, and you responded looks good. So you weren't responding to put it back in. I'm going to object. I know not his motion. He wasn't the affiant of, of the motion or verified. Overruled, Mr. Bobby. I've said personal twice. Overruled, Mr. Bobby. I've said twice that the looks accurate was, or I've said more than twice, was for the seventy-four thousand. Do you remember telling me about um, Nathan and Fani coming to your office? And spending time together at your office. No, I mentioned. Um, I do recall testifying on the sixteenth that she had come to our office, and that was before she was elected as district attorney. Correct. I recall that that was when she was district attorney, because I said that there was a meeting held at my office. And who was at that meeting? I, now, I can't tell you that. I don't recall. But you know, Ms. Willis was there. Mr. Wade was there. It was at our office. Um, actually, uh, Ms. Willis was there, and there were other people there. Mr. Wade was not in that meeting. He was, he was in the back. Uh, I wasn't even in that meeting. Why did she hold it at your office? Then? I have no idea. Um, you also remember telling me about them spending time together at her law office before she took her, took her job. I don't recall. Do you? I don't recall. Do you have something to? Well, what I'm asking is, um, she. So let's let's back up a sec. So Miss Willis rented a law office from the Evans firm, or Andrew Evans and another lawyer, I think Stacy Evans. Um, you have knowledge of that, correct? No, I'm gonna object to hearsay. If well, how does he know the information? That would be the correct question. Okay, um, Miss Merchant. I don't really know even how to respond to that. Um, hearsay. I'm asking if he knew 
that she rented. Yeah, offices. he may have. He may have been there. He, he <laughs> right. may have. He may have seen a business card or something at some point. I think you can answer that. I've never been to Miss Willis's office when she was in private practice. I've never dealt with where she rented. I didn't even know where her office was. So, do you remember though? knowing that she rented an office yes from the office. yes you did know that's, that, that is correct yes okay and do you remember telling me that mr wade and miss willis would rendezvous at that office i'm gonna to again hearsay as to how he knows that information he said he has no personal knowledge and he, he did just, not say he has no personal knowledge judge he hasn't even answered it no he said in general he had no personal knowledge so it's not been established the source of how he would know this because he said he's never been to her office all right uh miss merchant if you if, if you, uh, i know you're trying to impeach him by a, a prior inconsistent statement but unless you can first back up and show why each statement is actually something that he had knowledge of i, I don't know if this is going to be relevant and judge i'm not even there yet but again that a speaking objection and so now i would anticipate what our response is going to be next um i didn't ask anything that was objectionable but these objections are coaching the witness i asked if he had knowledge that's it i didn't ask did someone say this to you i didn't ask what did this person tell you i asked if he knew well no you're, you're asking if you had knowledge and then you say of something specific so once right. I get an answer to that, if he has knowledge, then I will follow up with where that knowledge came from. All right, well, let's try again. So my question is, do you have knowledge of them meeting at that office? Objection, foundation. Okay, all right, overruled. Do you have knowledge of them meeting at that office? I have no personal knowledge, if that's what you're asking. I didn't ask that yet. I asked if you have any knowledge. Objection, that would be Over hearsay. Overruled. Not if it came we, from Mr. Wade. We don't Wade, know where Judge. it came from. So he said, how do you, how do you know, Mr. Bradley? How do you know? Any knowledge that I would have uh, received would have come from my client at the time. Okay, so you had knowledge of this place that that Miss Willis worked. What did you know about them meeting at that office? Objection. Hearsay. It's not hearsay, Overruled. Judge. How he knows it, and then you ask the next question. All right, he's she's already he's already asked the next question. Can you repeat the question? Yes. How do you have knowledge? What knowledge did, well, you just told us. You told us Mr. Wade told you. So tell us what Mr. Wade told you about Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade meeting at the Evans office. Uh, objection, Your Honor, privilege. This clearly covers a time after December 2018 that would be covered by the privilege. Yeah, um, overruled. You recall the question, Mr. Bradley? I do not. Right. Here we ask the question, Ms. Merchant. What did you learn from Mr. Wade? Because I was clarified that's where you learned it from. About Mr. Willis, Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis meeting at the Evans office together. I don't object to ask an answer. He's testified that he one hasn't time. answered. He haven't, we haven't heard an answer. He testified he had one conversation with Mr. Wade in the back yeah. of his uh, law Judge, office. Yeah, and his, and his answer may change. So overall, office to what? How to answer the question? That's. I can't recall what the conversation was. Um, I do 
I do recall um, knowing that they would that he would go down to the office or had been down to the office, but I can't tell you in what capacity or when or any of that. No. Mr. Wade told you that they had sex at the office, though, correct? I don't recall him stating that, no. You don't recall? No. So it's possible he did say that? You just don't remember one way or another? I do not remember him saying that. Um, do you recall that he had a garage door opener to either a house or a condo or something like that of Ms. Willis's? I've never seen a garage door opener. I've never been to Ms. Willis's house. I've never been to, and I'm trying to explain, I've never been. So no, I do not have any personal knowledge of him having a garage door opener. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I didn't ask if you had personal knowledge, like as in you saw it. Do you have any knowledge at all from Mr. Wade or any source? that he had a garage door opener to access one of Ms. Willis's residence. And I'll object to the, any source as to hearsay. All right, depends on the source. Overruled. No, not, no, I don't have any knowledge. So when you told me that, did you just make it up? Do you have something that shows that I told you that? Yes, when, well, if we're going to go through all the texts, we can. But do you, so was that made up though? But I'm going to object because I don't. I don't recall him having. Really just I'm going to object under 106 as the rule of completeness. I don't have that text message or any text messages that indicate that, Your Honor. And I, I don't have, if it was a text, I we had that conversation. I actually think it was when he was on speakerphone and Mr. Merchant was there, but I'm not sure. But I mean, I if I'm asked to qualify exactly where that's from, I would Okay, think. so uh, rule of completeness would be if you need to introduce other texts to show the context. If you're saying you don't, haven't seen a copy yet, then I think Ms. Merchant needs to do that before you can decide have, your next step. And that's that's what I was asking him. If he if if that was something he just remembers making up. If he doesn't, then that's fine. But she referenced text messages and started to go into her packet of papers. Sure. That have text so you don't have a text message to that. I don't I, I would need some time to look through and I don't remember oh. if I have a text to that or if it was during a conversation. It was one of those. All right. Well he, is, he has now said that he has no knowledge. So on to your next question. Okay. Um did Mr. Wade, tell you about the trips that he and Miss Willis took. No. You have any knowledge of the trips that he and Miss Willis took? Objection. Hearsay. Uh, overruled. I do now. Okay, but you did not before this proceeding. I did not know until you text that you found that in the um, deposition of his divorce. I mean, not, uh, not deposition, but something from his divorce. Okay. And when you responded, um, doesn't surprise me. They took many trips to Florida, Texas, okay. California. Those are your words, though, right? I'm going to object as to relevance. He said sure. he did not know, and he actually learned from Ms. Merchant the information. He said he learned about certain trips from Ms. Merchant. Okay. You can uh, tie it down, but thank you. We'll he see. He had no information about any trip that Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade took. That he learned it all from Miss Merchant. That was his testimony. Sure. Judge, I'm allowed. Maybe the conclusion we, we reach. Uh, I think she's going to ask more than one question, though. All right, Miss Merchant. And if, Judge, just so, so we can be clear, if he said more than one version, 
that's all relevant. We're allowed to talk about the different versions that he's told. All right, I've overruled the Thank objection, Ms. Merchant. Do you remember telling me that it didn't surprise you that they took the trips that I found in the divorce file because they took many trips to Florida, Texas, California. And then you told me that they took the trip to California when she moved her daughter there because she failed out of FAMU. Do you remember that? I don't recall that, but if, um, I, I don't recall. Okay. Um, judge may approach. It's, sure. you may. it's in one of the ones I gave you. Look at that. Let me know if it refreshes your memory. So when that, <clears throat> so just just first, let me know if that refreshes your memory. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's true that you told me that they took many trips to Florida, correct? Um, per that, yes. But um, one of the messages is cut off, and you asked about some other trips, and I said no, I didn't. I think, and that was specific to at the top of that. It says no, I didn't, yes. and so that was to the trips that you asked me about. And I think before that, when you mentioned that you found all these trips, I think I said, oh, wow. You did. And you did not know about all the trips that were taken and you, you qualified it. You said, no, I didn't. When did it happen? And then the next touch, which I can get, or you can look at your phone or whatever, whatever refreshes your memory, you said was after you left, after the firm was dissolved, correct? Subject to relevance. Overruled. It was after the firm, the, the, the trips that you said, no, you didn't know about. You told me those were after your firm had dissolved, correct? I think you mentioned that they were after I left, maybe, or um, whenever you found them. And I said, no, I didn't know about those trips. So, so you believe I mentioned that it was after you left? I'm quite sure you have the text message and I will refresh my memory. Is it easier for you to refresh your memory with your own phone or with my my printouts of screenshots? Well, you have the printout, so I'll go. Judge, um, the reason I'm asking is because I'm getting objections that I've cut things off, and it's just the nature of how you have to print out screenshots. So in order to avoid that, I'm happy for him to refresh his memory with his own phone, if that would be... Well, I, I don't know if he's accepting your offer or not, so you're going to... Would that proceed. be easier for you? You can just provide the documents. Okay. Let's see. I have some water, Judge. Please. Yeah, let me see what I can do. Sorry, Judge, I'm just trying to pull out all of the messages that he might need. All right. Well, um, I don't really see at some, at some point we're reaching the cumulative point where we don't need to go through an entire 
six month text chain. You're making the point that he'd made some comments to you along the way uh, that led you to believe he had more knowledge than today he's testifying that he had. And so if you've hit the high points of that, then I don't know what else we can cover that actually moves the needle. Okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll move on um, to the action trips then. So you told me that they took many trips to Florida. That refreshed your memory. Told me that. Was that based on your knowledge from Mr. Wade? That would have been based on anything that my client would have told me. I didn't have personal knowledge of whether they went or not. Um, the trips to Texas, and you, you're going to Texas. Was that based on your knowledge from Mr. Wade? It would have been something that came from the client. I cannot tell you that I have any personal knowledge of any trip um, other than what would have been said by the client. You went on these trips. I'm asking if you have knowledge from Mr. Wade. Um, you also typed California. Was that something that you gained from knowledge from Mr. Wayne? It would have been from the client um, at this particular point. Yes, it would have been from the client. And when you told me that the trip to California was to move her daughter out there, would that have been something you gained from Mr. Wayne? Thank you, Josh. Any knowledge that I have of any trip would have come from my client at the time. Um. You told us last week um, that Mr. Wade used your credit card one time. Um, do you know when that was? I do not. Relevance to why we're here today. Well, uh, I think this would be impeachment of Mr. Wade's testimony if Mr. Wade testified that he had never used anyone else's credit card before. I object to ask him if he did because it was covered during the last year. He acknowledged that Mr. Wade used his credit card. So, so I asked when. <laughs> just when. Okay. I didn't ask, did he? I asked, when did he? Let's go there. I do not have any dates of when Mr. Wade used my credit card. Um, I testified that we used the card for business um, and that um, throughout the business, we would order paper or supplies or um, filing of depositions. Uh, I mean, the cost factor of cases is what I said, um, and that still applies today. Did he use my credit card? He did, but I can't tell you who he used that card, um, what the trip was for. I can't even tell you at this time where he went. He used it for a trip. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was for a trip, but I can't tell you where, when, why, or anything uh, to that nature, correct. And he paid you back in cash. I never testified that he paid me back in cash. I said that he would either pay me back, um, you know, I said I couldn't remember. I do not recall. Sometimes he would write checks, sometimes he would pay cash. And that still applies today that I do not recall him paying me back cash, but I do recall him paying me back. This was when you were still, before your partnership split up, correct? It would have been before I left the firm, yes. He wouldn't have used my card after I left the firm. So we can at least narrow down the dates to that. Of before I left the firm, yes. Okay, great. Um, and Mr. Wade gave you details about meeting Miss Willis in Hapeville or East Point, as it was called. That's incorrect. He did not tell you about that. He didn't give me details. He did not tell you about meeting with Ms. Willis at an East Point or Hapeville apartment? 
at this time, I don't recall. No, I, I, I don't recall. Where did you get that information from then? It's testified he doesn't recall if he even had that information. I asked if he got it from Mr. Wade, and he says he doesn't recall. So then I asked where he got it from. I do not recall where I got the information from. Okay. Um, and you and Mr. Wade were friends as well as business partners, correct? We were, we were friends um, in the sense of I've known him for um, years. Um, yes, we were friends. And um, you definitely did not want to come and be a witness in this case, correct? That is correct. And um, it was after, and, and we talked about this earlier, that Gabe Banks called you and then Nathan Wade called um, one of your friends. It was after that that you hired Mr. Chopra to assist you in this matter, correct? Was it after that? Um, so I heard Mr. Chopra and I heard Mr. Graham. Now, Mr. Graham is here. And um, when I received the subpoena, Mr. Graham was here at the last hearing, but he also had to go out of town, but he was present. Mr. Graham, I called um, and I had started getting calls from media and um, and I told him to respond to the media, I think. And that was somewhere around whenever you um, subpoenaed me. So it was, I can't tell you that um, it was that instance of those calls for um, Mr. Chopra. Um, but I had engaged Mr. Chopra and Mr. Graham at that time. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask the question again because I didn't get an answer to it. After you got the phone call from Gabe Banks, and from Nathan Wade to your friend. I think it was before that, but um, however, I, I think it was before that is what I'm stating. Um, when you got from Gabe Banks, you mm -hmm. called me immediately. Well, actually, you texted me and then you called me. I, I didn't call you immediately, um, but yes, we did speak. And you texted me about it as well. That is correct. And... Um, then we spoke after Mr. Wade called your friend and we talked about that as well, correct? That is correct. And at that point, you didn't mention anything to me about being represented by Mr. Chopra. But I didn't mention anything about Mr. Chopra or uh, that is correct. Yes, that, that, that was only my question. Um, let's see. I'm going to show you two more um, texts. They're in the ones that you've got. All right, Ms. Merchant, we're going to do five more minutes. This is the last two questions. Thank you. 305, I'm cutting you off. Thank you. May I approach? Show you uh, 
couple texts to refresh your memory, and then I want to ask you questions. Are these supposed to go together? No. Oh, these are two uh, two separate dates. Two different dates. Okay. All right. So I know we talked about the other occasions where we had the text or just about footnote. Um, but do you recall me asking you, um, do you think it started before she hired him? And you said, absolutely. Do you recall that? I see that in a text message, yes. Okay. And um, do you also recall me asking you how they would react if they would attack me? And you said, no, they will deny it. Your Honor, objection as to speculation as to how he thinks they will react. I think it goes to the motivations of the witness overall. And you told me that they will deny it. Yeah, that's written in there, yes. Um, I just want to, one last opportunity. You're an officer of the court, correct? I am. And you're under oath today? I am. Is there any of your testimony from today or the previous days that you want to correct? That I want to correct? Yes. No, I've told you everything that you've, I've answered everything that you asked. Thank you. Oh, Judge, um, the, just so co-counsel and the state can have them, the, the, for the record, I can admit those, um, those few that I showed that would be. Well, they weren't ever tendered. And, and, uh, so it's just for. I didn't know if they wanted right. to use them, but I'll, I'll hold on to them. If they need to be tendered at some point, then we can make them part of the record. All right. Any, uh, let me turn it over to Mr. Sadow, if you're with us on Zoom. Hmm. Thank you, Honor. I do have a few questions. First thing I'd like to know is whether the court reporter has defense exhibits 26 and 27 from the last. We have a different court reporter this time. We, uh, we had to have someone else fill in on such short notice, but I can potentially send those to you if you need them. Well, <clears throat> I think I have working copies, but I want to make sure that the witness has a copy to look at. All right. We can try to work through that logistical challenge. This is, you said, 26 and 27? I believe that's correct. And 26, I think, is the same um, text messages that Miss Merchant was just asking about. It was two pages. I stapled it together, and it is dated January the 5th of this year. All right. Uh, I can print off a copy now, but why don't we start off with the questions that you have? Okay, because that's I where I want to start. That's where I'm going to start, but I'll, I'll see what I can do to work through it. It's not going to work. Here, I'll lean on to you. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Mr. State, why don't we start with your question, and we'll see if we actually need to get a copy of those exhibits in front of the witness. All right. Uh -oh. Mr. Bradley? Yes, I'm here. All of a sudden, I've lost you on the screen. Um, there we go. Well, you're on the Zoom. 
you're on YouTube, but you're not on the Zoom itself. But not that I can see. Um, I'm I'm here. I can hear you. No, I know. I, I think his visuals may be a little different. So hold tight, Mr. Sadow. We could try to correct that. So yeah, he was on. He was on when Miss Merchant was asking questions. We just we need to add a. Him. I know we need to add a spotlight to Mister, uh, to the witness stand, and a spotlight to Mister Sadow, and we don't need all the other boxes. There we go. Thank you very much. Well, then hold tight, Mister Sadow. We need to add you as well. All right, now we're ready. Thank you, sir. Mr. Bradley, you have referred to Mr. Wade as your client, correct? Correct. You understand that the court has ruled that communications that you had with Mr. Wade are not privileged, correct? No, I'm I'm aware that the court ruled that um, one specific uh, dealing with the time frame of one specific conversation wasn't privileged. Then I'm going to ask your honor if if it's that the limitation or or excuse me the to clarify I think sure Sorry. Mr. Sada you asked whether all communications with Mr. Wade I think were covered. That was not the extent of the ruling. Uh, the only ones that I deemed were not covered uh, and that I'd asked about in the in-camera hearing because those are the ones that were relevant were um, any, any communications Mr. Wade made regarding the existence or non-existence of a romantic relationship with Ms. Willis. Fine. Thank you, Honor. I understand. So going back to uh, this line of inquiry, when you say you don't have personal knowledge, what I want to ask you to start with is, very simple. Did you have communications with Mr. Wade about the relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis? It's a simple yes or no. Yes. Okay. And is it your testimony that during the time you were representing him, which I understood started sometime in 2018, is that correct? That's the time frame that I remember, yes. Is it your testimony under oath that with regard to conversations with Mr. Wade about his relationship with Ms. Willis, that you only had one such conversation during the time you represented Mr. Wade? One conversation of what? I apologize. The only, thing, we're the only thing I'm asking about is that area that the court said is not privileged, which is the relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis. You've testified that during the time you represented Mr. Wade from 2018 on, that you only had one conversation with him in reference to the relationship between Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that's fairly accurate. Yes. Okay. So out of the entire time, I'm talking about could be 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. When did you stop representing um, Mr. Wade? It was a few months after I left the firm. All right. Give me the approximate time. Um, I left maybe um, June, July of 2022. 
two, maybe. Okay. So that would suggest that for assuming it's 2018, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and half of 2022, which is in the vicinity of four to four and a half years, you're testifying under oath. You had one conversation about a relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis. Is that correct? I don't recall having any other conversation with Mr. Wade about him and Ms. Willis. Is it your testimony then that you don't remember any other conversation or there wasn't any other conversation besides the one? An object is to ask and answer. I think he's drilling down. I think that's a fair question overall. I don't recall. Um, I would say it was the one, but I, I don't recall. You testified that you did have communications with Mr. Wade about him visiting with Ms. Willis at a condo or apartment, correct? I don't think I testified that I had a conversation. I testified that any knowledge that I would have known anything about any condo would have come from that, but I don't recall a conversation about that. I, I do not recall a conversation about that. Do you recall any other thing at this point in time under oath that would indicate when the relationship started between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis? I do not know when the relationship started between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis. I cannot so recall have, that. I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to drill down on that now, okay? Yes, sir. Mr. Wade was hired as the special prosecutor on November 1st of 2021. You're aware of that, correct? I have my contracts to show when I started. I no one showed me the contract of when he started, but uh, so but if if he has a contract for November 1st of 2021, then that's correct. All right. I'm going to I'm going to suggest to you that the record will reflect that the contract between Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade was November 1st of 2021, correct? I want you just to accept that, okay? Is it your testimony that you don't know under oath whether or not there was a relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis before the contract? I do not recall any dates of when the of when the relationship started. So whether you are pinpointing a date of when his contract started or not, I'm telling you, I did not recall any specific date that he flat out said anything about a relationship with Ms. Willis. Okay. Now I want to go, based on what you've just said, let's go to what was Defense Exhibit 26. Okay. In Defense Exhibit 26, which I showed you last time, was two pages of text messages between you and Ms. Merchant, correct? Correct. Right. Now, the first page starts off by saying, Ms. Merchant, like, just date, don't hire him. Do you think it started before she hired him? You see that?
Yes, I see it. Yes. And your response to that was absolutely correct. I'm going to object, ask and answer in cumulative. All right. So, um, Mr. Sado, uh, I do think we went through a lot of these texts. We, we didn't go through this whole just, one. Just a, just a second, Mr. Sado. All right. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Sado. Well, uh, you said we didn't go through this particular one? No, we went through. We stopped right there. I want to go. No, I, I went. I answered because she. No, this is the exact no. language that she just stated a few minutes ago. You can read it back. Okay, Mr. Sado. Are you saying both of these two exhibits weren't already covered by Ms. Merchant? It was not gone. This particular language was not gone into. I'm doing it based on the exhibit itself. Um, well, let's do it this way. I now move into evidence defense exhibit number 26. All right. And I don't have, I have to search through my notes, but does anyone recall that that one actually been tendered in a minute already? No, it was only presented to your honor for you to take back into camera ex parte to speak with Mr. Uh, Bradley and his counsel. Okay. Uh, Ms. Merchant is indicating that it was admitted. I thought Mr. Sadow admitted it, but I'm organizing and putting them back in order. Um, so I I think it might be easier if I just admit copies of the all right. we're all referring to. All right. So Defense Exhibit 26 and 27 are being tendered. Um, Actually, only 26 at this time. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Defense Exhibit 6. Any objection from the state? 26. 26. 26. I'm going to object as it relates to foundation and authentication. It was used to uh, during the last hearing for the purposes of uh, refreshing his recollection. And it's my recollection is that it didn't refresh his recollection, but I would renew my objection as to asked and answered in cumulative. Okay. Uh, as to foundation and authentication, I think uh, Mr. Bradley has recognized them as texts that he sent and received. So um, I think I'd, I'd overrule on that basis. Any other objections to their admissibility from any other? Uh, defense counsel and seeing none defense exhibit 26 is now admitted mr sadow thank you all right let's continue now i'm publishing it after you said the word absolutely on your own you said it started when she left the da's office and was judge in south fulton Don't they met at check yeah. asked and answered all right understood mr body uh, i'm gonna let mr sadow have a few minutes on this uh and We'll go from there, but uh, judge, I, I, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I did answer this. I answered it for Miss um, Merchant. I stated that I was speculating. The judge, uh, someone objected to the speculation, and but this was the exact same language. All right. Well, thank when you. When I that said recap, that, Mr. Bradley, Mr. Sadow is asking the question in a slightly different manner, and I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway to do that. So, Mr. Sadow. All right. I hesitate to have to start back where I was, but after the word absolutely. You, on your own, said it started when she left the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. They met at the Municipal Court CLE conference. That's what you said, correct? That is correct. Now, it's your testimony, at least so far, that when you, on your own, gave those two statements in the text, that you were merely speculating and did not have that knowledge from Mr. Wade. Is that your testimony under oath? Yes, that's what I testified to. Yes, sir. So you on your own came up 
with the whole notion that it started when she left the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. That's, according to you, that's speculation on your part, correct? Overruled. Answer the question, Mr. Brownlee. Yes, that's, that's speculation on my part, yes. Right. It had nothing to do with what Mr. Wade had told you, correct? I answered your question. I was speculating to uh, the answer. That is correct. So maybe you can tell the court in your own words, why in the heck would you speculate in this text message and say that it started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton? Why would you speculate and say that in a text? I knew they had met um, at the municipal court um, conference. Um, How do you know that? I'll stop you right there. How did you know that? I answered that the last at the last. Uh, I, I'm asking I knew you that, now. I knew sir, that I'm because when I'm asking you questions and you are in a situation where you get to give answers. I'm mm -hmm. asking you, how did you know that? How did somebody I know when they told, met? Somebody told you that, right? When they met? Yeah. Yes, correct. Who told you? Mr. Wade told me when they met. So you had more than one conversation about the relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis because he told you where he met her, correct? That's incorrect. Incorrect. It's incorrect. It's incorrect. Let's go back to let's go back to the exhibit. Why would you speculate that that's when they started the relationship? What would cause you to put that down as speculation? I don't recall, but um, why I thought that it started at that time. Um, but I do recall that he only met her, and I testified to that that he met her in at that conference, which was in 2019. You knew that Ashley Merchant represented a defendant in this case when you were text messaging with her, correct? Yes, I did. Yes. And you knew that the reason she was asking you questions about Mr. Wade was because she was trying to show when the relationship began, correct? Mm, no, that's not. It's not what's correct. The, of the text message. Yes, text but what, what messages were before this message, before she sent that? I can't answer that question because I don't have them. All I have is what's in front of you. And yes. it says that she says, do you think it started before she hired you? So you knew as the counsel for a defendant in this case, that Miss Merchant was asking you specifically about the knowledge that you had regarding the timing of the relationship between Wade and Miss Willis, correct? Um, I mean, based on this, yes, uh, I see and what in, was asked. And in response to that, you answered directly on your own what you now claim to be speculation, right? That's correct. So I ask you one more time before I move to the next part of this. Why would you speculate 
when she was asking you a direct question about when the relationship started? I have no answer for that. Except for the fact that you do, in fact, know when it started and you don't want to testify to that in court. That's Overruled. the best explanation, isn't it? This is a completely argumentative. That's the real, that's the true explanation because you don't want to admit it in court, correct? No, I have no direct knowledge of when the relationship started. You, I'm not going to go back through that again. But if you didn't know and you were asked specifically as this exhibit shows, mm -hmm. maybe you can explain why you wouldn't say, I don't know. Is that a question? You're yeah, asking me a question a to answer? Definite question. Um, state that again. I apologize. If you're being asked, as we've just gone through with this text message from Ms. Merchant, yes. as the attorney for a co-defendant, yes. and she's asking you about the relationship, and she's clearly asking you about the timing, why wouldn't you just have said in response, I don't know when it started? I, I don't know why I didn't um, say I don't know. Maybe, again, it's because you know what the truth is, and that's why you answered exactly the way you did in Defense Exhibit 26, correct? No, I can't sit here and tell you that what you just stated was correct. Right. What you want the court to believe, and you want the rest of us to believe, is that for some unknown reason, upon being asked a direct question about when the relationship started, you decided on your own to simply speculate and put it down in a text message as opposed to putting down what you actually knew. That's what you want the court to believe, correct? That was a lot. So can you break that down? I apologize. You're asking me, do I want the court to... The, the, to, just believe, the, to believe that instead of saying nothing, you decided on your own to speculate. Yes, I speculated. Yes, I, right, I've stated that I speculated. Yes, sir. Right. That's what you want the court to believe, correct? That's correct. Okay, now, then when you go to the next page of that, okay, you see it starts the best that I can see, it starts in South Fulton. Is that what you have in front of you? Second page. The second page that I have says, that's what I figured. Okay, I, that may be cut off from the one that I have. It's, I'm looking at uh, my opening set line says, in South Fulton. Is that on your second page? Um, no. So the if you're going in order of the um, pages, no, neither page starts with South Fulton. No, my, don't get caught up on whether it starts that way. Does the second page have a line in there that says in South Fulton? Oh, uh, yes. I apologize. So, yes. That's fine. Uh, yes. Just want to make sure that we're on the same page. Yes. Um, 
You say after in South Fulton, they met at the municipal court CLE conference, right? You yes, see that? that is good. Yes, that's correct. And then Miss Merchant says, that's what I figured when he was married. Is this accurate? Upon information and belief, Willis and Wade met while both were serving as magistrate judges and began a romantic relationship at that time. You see, that's what she said, right? No, I mean, so it says Wait, that at municipal court CLE, the only other thing here says, that's what I figured when he was married. There's no response for me on that day. And then there's another response. Um, I mean, I guess a question that says, is this accurate? Okay, that's what I was just, that's what I just went over with you. Okay, so I don't have um, anything in that, is this accurate at all? Um, I can show no, no. the court. It's just, okay. it just says, is this accurate with the question mark? I don't have anything following that. You don't have, after that, upon information and belief, Willis and Wade met while both were serving as magistrate judges and began a romantic oh. relationship. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, uh, I apologize. Uh, it goes to the next page. I apologize. No problem. Just want to make sure that we're... But no, no. I, I see that now. Yes. All right. So that's what I just read is exactly mm -hmm. what Miss Merchant said to you in the text, right? Yes, that was in the text. Is is it accurate upon further information? Yes. That's there. And yes. Again, since you have told us that you were speculating when you gave the answer that we went over with previously, on this one, you don't say, I don't know. You simply correct her by saying no, municipal court, right? Yes, so the, she asked, was it accurate? And I said, it wasn't accurate. No, it wasn't accurate. It was municipal court. Right, and when you said it wasn't accurate, it was municipal court, you weren't didn't say, no, that's not accurate. They didn't start a rom romantic relationship at that time, correct? No, but I was referring to the municipal court. No, it wasn't accurate. Um, as it applied to the, I was answering the no municipal court, meaning if she, when she said, is that accurate? It was to the municipal court and not magistrate court. Okay. But you didn't say that the rest of what she asked you was accurate. You didn't say, no, that's inaccurate. That's not true. That's not accurate. You simply said the only thing that wasn't accurate was municipal court should be there instead of magistrate, right? So I was answering the question of it was a compound question. Um, and I was I was answering the question of she wrote magistrate court and I said no municipal court. Right, but it's not compound. It's one statement upon information. I'm sorry. I uh, know no, that's okay. It's, I know the feedback and the delay is is complicates things, but I think you've adequately made your point here. I don't think we need to belabor it much longer. Let's move on to the next issue. Okay, thank you, Honor. Uh, Mr. Bradley. Prior to coming into court today, did you and your lawyer meet with anyone from the district attorney's office? No. I mean, no, not not that I know. I'm aware of. No. Have you had did not meet to anyone? I'm sorry. I, I, I did not meet with anyone um, outside of my attorneys. Did you have any conversation? Not meeting, I did not. Conversation. I did not. 
So you have not spoken, if I understand you correctly, prior to coming into court today, you've not spoken with the prosecutors. No. Right? I've not spoken to the prosecutors. I've not spoken to defense. Have you spoken to Mr. Wade? No. So as far as just getting into the courtroom today, there's been no contact or conversation in it with any of the parties we just went over, right? There has not been any contact with defense or the state at all. I think I have basically just one or two more questions. Why would you see the need to speculate when you were texting with Ms. Merchant? I, I think we did cover that one, uh, Mr. Sadow. That, that, I think that exact question was already put to him. What would be the, what would be the next one? I'm trying to look. Let's go to 27. Defense Exhibit 27. Do you have that now, sir? I do, sir. All right. Uh, would you look at it and tell me whether or not the Defense Exhibit 27 appears to be accurate? Because I want to seek to introduce it into evidence. It consists of an email to you from Ms. Merchant and a text response from you, correct? But the text response was not in response. So, yes, it does consist of the email and a text response. I'm not saying that the text response applies to the entire email that was sent. I, 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 all I've asked you right now is, are the, yes. is the email and the text, are those accurate? in the interaction that makes up Defense Exhibit 27. As it applies to the stapling of the email and the stapling of a text message chain, yes, the, the, that is Defense uh, Defendants Exhibit 27. This is um, I, it's accurate. Okay, I would move Defense Exhibit 27 in. I believe it was treated the same way as 26 last time, Your Honor. Same objections, Mr. Abadi. Yes, Judge. All right. Overruled. Any other objections from defense counsel? Seeing none, defense exhibit 27 is admitted. Right. And, and Anything else, I don't know, Yeah, I don't know whether you'll find this objectionable or not. I'll ask it, and obviously. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> Mr. Bradley, you realize that if you were to testify under oath that you knew from Mr. Wade that the relationship between him and Ms. Willis existed, before the contract in November 1st of 2021, that if you testified that you knew that from Mr. Wade, that would show that both Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade had lied under oath. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I'm going to object. I think that's going to call for an opinion on the uh, credibility of another testifying witness. So I don't think that would be an appropriate question. Then that's all I have, Your Honor. Thank you, Mr. Sadow. Mr. Stockton. Just, just briefly, Judge. We'll see. Mr. Bradley, um, do I understand from your prior testimony that Ms. Merchant sent you a motion to review prior to her filing it? Objection. Call some cumulative answers. Right. I'm going to give them just a little bit. All right, Mr. Stockton. 
maybe this is going somewhere else. Did did Mrs. Merchant send you a motion prior to January 8th of 2024 for you to review? That is correct. And did you, in fact, review that motion? That is correct. And did you indicate to Ms. Merchant that the contents of that motion seemed okay to you? Well, so you're referring to Exhibit 27, which, as I stated a few minutes ago, one is an email, one is a text chain. So in the text chain, when I, I never responded to the email. I never responded looks good or anything to the email that was sent to me. However, in the text chain, um, you're, what you all are trying to merge together is the fact that I was asked about um, the contract and um, that and that contract was a seventy-four thousand dollars, and me being added back to that. So when I said, uh, and I think before that in that text, um, it referred to the me being added back, and at that time I said, yes, looks good. And you're aware, and you recall that when Miss Merchant presented you with that motion. She asked you not to disclose it to anyone until she filed it. Is that correct? Uh, we are covering, I think, the last five or six questions. We've covered ground. Let's get to that ultimate point. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to get there, Jess. Right. I promise you. Okay. Repeat the question. I'm sorry. She asked you not to disclose that motion to anybody until she filed it, correct? I think so. I think that was in the text message, yes. And you knew, in fact, it was her uh, intention to file that motion, correct? The actual motion that she, um, that was sent? Yes. I knew that she was going to file a, mo a motion, yes. Um, I do not think that that was the final draft, or it could have been that she was working on it, but Yes, I knew that she was going to file some motion, yes. And you knew that she presented that motion to you for your review so that she could make sure it was accurate, correct? John, I'm going to object. All this is asked and answered and cumulative. Yeah. All right, noted. I think Mr. Stockton's getting to the next point, so why don't we just ask that one? Is that correct? Did you know uh, that? I thought you will combine that with the next question, so we're not having to lay bit by bit every single Mr. Sunday. Mr. Bradley, you knew that Mrs. Merchant was relying on your review to um, ensure the accuracy of that motion prior to filing it, correct? No. Speculation as to what he knew that Ms. Merchant knew. No, I, I, I'd overrule that. Mr. Bradley? No, so once again, I was excluded from um, the footnote of that motion and my review of it and i said hey you need to add me back to the footnote because i did have a contract and i did receive seventy four thousand. um if i may help you out let's talk just about that part of the motion that deals with the relationship between uh, the district attorney Willis mm -hmm. and Mr. Wade. Mm -hmm. 
when you reviewed that, you knew that she was that no, merchant. I, no, I did not know that she was relying on me to for any any um, relying on me for any accuracy other than um, what was put in there. If there was seventy four thousand, Mr. Bradley, if there was something patently false in that motion, you would have told Miss Merchant, wouldn't you? I can't say that I would or wouldn't have. I don't. I don't know what I would have told Miss Merchant. If there was something pat, patently speculative, you would have told Miss Merchant, wouldn't you? I don't know what I would have told Miss Merchant. I. She asked me, was it accurate? Um, we were discussing the seventy-four thousand that was left out. Again, if I may direct you just to that portion dealing with her, the relationship between uh, Mrs. Willis and Mr. Wade. You didn't you didn't tell her that there was anything patently false in that because you didn't see anything patently false in that motion as it relates to the relationship. Repeat your question. I'm so sorry. You did not inform Mrs. Merchant that there was anything patently false in that motion that was that you were presented with as it concerns the relationship because you did not see anything that was patently false, correct? Objection asked and answered cumulative. All right, next question, Mr. Stockton. Sustained. And you didn't see anything that was speculative in there right. either, did you? And answered I sustained, Mr. Stockton. I just want to ask you one more question. Um, I'm coming at from the other way that Mr. Sadow did. Did anybody from the district attorney's office or any witnesses in this this case contact you about Miss Merchant's motion from January the 8th of 2004 until today? Did anyone contact me about her motion? Yes, from the district attorney's office or any uh, witnesses or anybody else involved with the case besides the defense. Other than the call that I, the only personal call that I had was with Gabe Banks. I never spoke to anyone else. And to my knowledge, he's not a part of this. So that's all I got, Judge. Thank you, Mr. Stockton. Mr. Durham, if you're still with us. No question, John. Thank you, sir. Mr. McDougal. Good afternoon, Mr. Bradley. <clears throat> you have certain information about the relationship between Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis that is not privileged, correct? Well, that was my determination, so I think he disagrees with it. So what we're going to say his opinion is a little irrelevant on that point. Uh, do you understand that the court has ruled that certain information that you have about the relationship between Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade is not privileged. I have the court's ruling as I understood it and as my lawyers and I understood it of the privilege not existing was based off of a conversation that was had in my office, in the back of my office 
which was confidential, with Mr. Wade and I. That's what was asked of me on yesterday. And that's what the ruling, to my knowledge, unless I'm being corrected here now and saying that it's more, it was that particular piece that the judge said did not have privilege. And have you testified already today to the sum total of your knowledge of the relationship that is outside the scope of the privilege according to the court's ruling? Can you ask that again? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't understand it. Referring to what you understand to be the information that is not privileged, have you testified to the sum total of that information? I think I have, yes. I've, I think I've testified to, to that, yes. All right, sir. That's my question. Thank, Thank you, you, Mr. McDougall. Mr. Rice. Mr. Bradley, at least as of February 15th, when you first testified, you said you still considered yourself a friend with Mr. Wade, correct? I think I said that, yes, I think I did, yes. And you've been friends with Mr. Wade for over 10 years, correct? That would have been fairly accurate, yes. And you recall communicating with Ms. Merchant about this case and about Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis's relationship, correct? And object as to past and answered and cumulative by all three of the previous. Sure. Uh, let's, we can, we don't lay that foundation. Why don't we combine it with the next question where you've got a new point to make? Okay. Um, Mr. Bradley, when you spoke, when you communicated with Ms. Merchant, did you tell her any lies about Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis's relationship? Did I lie to Ms. That's a simple I mean, question, Mr. Bradley. You're a lawyer. Did you lie to Ms. Merchant when you told her facts about Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis's relationship? Not that I recall. I, I don't recall. Um, I mentioned earlier that I speculated on some things. Um, I've testified to what I did know. Uh, so I, I, I can't recall whether or not I... No. Mr. Bradley, speculation is kind of a weaselly lawyer word. Let's speak truth here. Then You're under oath. To argumentative at this point, Your Honor. It's not right. relevant questions. Is... Mr. Bradley. Let's find a question, Mr. Rice. Mr. Bradley. When you were communicating different details of the relationship between Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade to Mrs. Merchant, did you lie to her about any of those details? Objection asked and answered twice. Uh, I don't think he's answered it yet. I don't recall ever um, whether any of it was a lie or not. Well, at, this time, so. at the time you were communicating with Ms. Merchant, you were still friends with Mr. Wade, correct? Yes. And at the time you were communicating with Ms. Merchant, you knew that she was talking to you in her role and capacity as an attorney in this case, correct? 
Correct. And you knew that she was going to use that information to somehow benefit and file a motion, benefit her client, correct? I did not know that. Okay, so so I, I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. So as, as an attorney yourself, you are testifying here under oath that you had no idea what Miss Merchant was going to do with all the details that you were giving her about Wade and Willis's relationship. So at the time, no, I did not. I knew that Miss Merchant was gathering information. That is correct. And did you lie to her when you told her that the relationship began before right. 2020? I don't think we need to drill into specifics. He's covered it at a high level. I don't think we're going to get much out of this. Mr. Bradley, isn't it true? The only thing that has really changed. Well, you were speaking to Ms. Merchant, whether by text or by telephone. You never said to her that I don't remember or that I'm speculating, correct? I don't recall. Well, you've looked through a whole lot of text messages. Do you remember ever seeing any communication from you that said, I don't remember? Um, yep, yeah, through the messages that, um, I don't have all the messages in front of me, but no, I, I, I don't recall if I ever said, I don't remember. Do you recall seeing any text messages where you replied to her or gave her details where you said, I am speculating about this detail? No, I, I never used the word um, speculating, no. And the only thing that's changed between then and now is that phone call from Nathan Wade's friend, Gabe Banks, correct? No, well, Gabe was my friend, um, and I... I actually stated that um, the first day that I was here was that um, I've known Gabe for a few years and that um, we were, we're not were, but we are um, fraternity brothers. Um, and so I never said that uh, um, that anything changed behind Gabe Banks. So you never told Miss Merchant that you were worried that they were threatening you? Objection. Asked and answered when he was asked this on February 16th and today. Mr. Rice, we've covered this. And just to be clear, you didn't attend college with Mr. Banks, did you? I did not attend college with Mr. Banks. When you referred to him as your fraternity brother, y'all just both ha happened to have pledged the same fraternity, different colleges, different chapters. Well, that's what we consider fraternity brothers, yes, sir. And... As a normal course of your relationships with your friends, do you pass on lies about your friends? Have I passed on a lie about a friend? Is that what you're asking? Is that something you normally do, Mr. Bradley? Do you tell lies about your friends? I Have I told lies about friends? I, I could have. I don't know. Do you tell lies about your friends about a case of national importance? Objection as to overall. I could have. I don't, I don't know. Mr. Bradley, I, I notice you're not looking at me. I'm looking at you on the screen only because I was accused of, and I did the same thing to Mr. Sadow when All he was on the what's screen. What's the next question, Mr. Rice? Um, no further questions, Judge. Right. I think it's clear. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Gillum. 
Good afternoon, Mr. Radley. Um, <clears throat> a few questions. A lot of folks have taken up the questions that I wanted to ask, but I'll, I've got a few left here. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You said you, uh, Mr. Radley, you said you didn't know what uh, uh, Ms. Merchant was going to be doing with the motion that she sent you. You remember that testimony a few minutes ago? Um, I think I said I didn't know that. I knew that she was gathering information, yes. Well, let's look at the at the title of the motion that she sent you. Do you that, remember that reading, was sent on the sixth? Excuse me. Do you remember reading the defendant Michael Roman's motion to dis dismiss grand jury indictment as fatally defective and motion to disqualify the district attorney, her office, and the special prosecutor from further prosecuting this matter? Do you remember seeing that in the draft that you read and reviewed? Yes. So. When you tell this court that you didn't know what she was up or what she was going to do, she kind of gave you a hint, didn't she, in the title of the motion that she sent for you to read? Didn't she? Yes or no? I read the title of what the motion was. There yes. wasn't anything in the title that threw you off. Pretty straightforward speaking title, isn't it? Correct. So you knew that what she wanted was information from you so that she could then file a motion to dismiss the grand jury indictment, to motion to disqualify the district attorney and her office and the special prosecutor from further prosecuting the matter, right? I'm not object to speculation. You knew that, didn't you? No, overall. Yes or no? When she sent that motion, yes. Okay. And you knew that the special prosecutor that to, to whom she was referring in that motion was Mr. Wade, correct? You knew that. Yes. Because you read the motion. You said you reviewed it, correct? Yes. And we're not going to go over all of the, you know, number one, because we don't have time, and number two, the, the court wouldn't let me. But <laughs> but there are a few things that I do want to ask you about uh, in that response, in, in that aspect. Now, in that motion that you said you reviewed, on page six of that motion, well, on page five, it starts off with, how do we know this? And there's a question mark. Okay. All right. Yeah, Mr. Gillen, um, you know, I, 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 I can appreciate what you're doing. I think that's something you can do at argument. He said as a whole that he got the motion and he's had his response as to his opinion of how he handled it. I, I, I don't see that, again, this um, uh, really being necessary to go through it line by line. of what. Well, I, 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 a little indulgence, Your Honor. I'm not going to go. Um, you know, this isn't going to be a you know a, a, a forty-minute death march through the motion. I would like to ask about a few bullet points that uh, that capture under this, and then I'll move on. But I would yeah. ask the court's indulgence in that respect. You know, I, again, I think I think he, we, we, I think we've covered it, and I think that you'll be able to argue that this was in that motion, and that he had a chance to review it, and he never objected to anything in there, or erased it. So that's a problem in always ending up last. It, it very much is. And next time asked, I'll reshuffle the order. Well, you know, we did earlier with Mr. Yeah. Wade, and then I, I hear you. I was kind enough, and then you. the court said we had to go. You only to draw straws next there time. There we go. I'll go with that. All right. Anything Thank else? Thank you, Ron. That's okay. all. I had. Okay. Uh, we had Mr. Kachura potentially still on Zoom. Yes, Your Honor, and I have just a few questions. All right. Uh, could we add a spotlight to Mr. Kachuraf? I'll let you know when we're able to proceed. <laughs> Judge, before he starts, can I take a five-minute restroom? Uh, absolutely. Two hours? Uh, uh, yeah, we've been going two hours. So let's come back at 4 o'clock. I'll also note for the record that uh, we received 
notification from Mr. Cromwell on behalf of Ms. Latham, and he said he was waiving her presence. Uh, and I don't know if he later decided to join us by Zoom, but um, I, I, I don't think he was electing to, uh, to log in. So uh, after Mr. Kucherov, just in terms of timing, uh, Mr. Abadi, uh, do you have any expectation of how long your, if any, questioning would last? I don't imagine my questioning would be very long. Okay. Uh, well, let's get back in at, at four o'clock. Uh, Mr. Bradley, you can just step up to the jury room. Well, damn. Objection. Objection. Damn. That was a masterclass in just how to break a man and drain his soul out of his body. Objection. I really want to hear what Ash has to say about this, especially if she talks about the fact that we got nothing out of this whole entire trial. Ash, what say you? <laughs> Not trial, this segment of questioning. <laughs> You're muted, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I'm, I'm leading there because that's all they did. Uh, wow. I, I, I mean, if you guys watch Why We Vote, you got a little insider baseball into the coaching that's been going on here between uh, between what we found of you know uh, them mouthing something. Also, yeah. yeah and also... You. What Amber was telling us on Friday that he's being coached. Does this guy know that he's on screen right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Sir, you're wearing board shorts. Walk it, walk, walking around in your untucked shirt. <laughs> Dude, you're wearing board shorts and an untucked shirt on a on one of the biggest oh, hearings. Oh. <laughs> Just like, 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 open up the beer bottle with his with his teeth. <laughs> just open his water bottle with his teeth. Uh, man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, we can hear him too. Let's just go back a second and check that out. Oh wait, <laughs> no, go back, go back. This guy's gonna start tubing, man. He's gonna he's gonna pull a Jeffrey Tubin. He's not, oh he's my not careful. Gosh, don't <laughs> there he is. I definitely don't want to see that. Oh my God. He, he is wearing board shorts and an untucked shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Who's the woman in there? I, she I like, have to say that I, uh, him having his shirt tucked into his board shorts would be weird. Hey, um, I have to uh, reset up elsewhere in the house. I'll be back in like two minutes. All right. We might be back before I get back, but I'll be, I'll be okay. right back. All right. So what do you think, Ash? So um, I, I think that there were some good, so, some very good moments in this. Um, a lot of that questioning back and forth was to tighten up the timeline. And you notice, I mean, I noticed that he, he, he has a very uh, convenient memory. He had, you know, he got more, what up, Zach? What up, Ash? I just wanted to stop in and say hi because I've been watching you guys. Hey, this dude's oh, rocking awesome. board shorts just like you are probably <laughs> right now, given that Hawaiian shirt. I'm wearing jorts, to be honest with you, but I, that was hilarious. I mean, I was going to say they were boxer shorts, to be honest with you. He he looked like he took his suit pants off and just like set them down because he's like, I'm on Zoom. Nobody's going to see below the shirt, so... <laughs> I think that's, real, that's a real possibility. He's clearly not in court, you know. I mean, like he's got a green screen. 
That's hilarious. How long until his phone starts blowing up? Uh, Sir, you were just on the screen. You're wearing board shorts. I think he's getting the messages right now. I was going to say the same thing. It looks like he might be reading that message right now. He's like, oh, I screwed up. I screwed up. Um, All right. So a couple things, everybody. Uh, When we do live event coverage, we're, we're basically here because of our passion. And so um, one of the best things that you can do is hit the thumb. It helps us uh, an incredible amount. And um, we have, what do we have? We have 9,400 people watching and 1.4 thousand likes. So uh, we need more of you to hit the thumb. Please, please hit the thumb. Um, In terms of, I I keep looking at him to see if he's going to stand up again. Um, So we, he, he has been impeached multiple times. Mm-hmm. He has been he has been caught lying on the stand multiple times. We heard the, um, you know, I only ever had one conversation about Fanny. And then, oh, well, I had that other conversation about Fanny when he told me that they were in a relationship. But I don't remember when that was. Um, there were other other aspects as well. He kept getting impeached on his um, recollection of the test of the text messages. I don't think I ever said that. Can I approach your honor? Here you go. Um, they kept objecting on authenticity, but it appears to me that the authenticity authenticity of the um, text messages is not in question because the the judge overruled that every time. He, he Bradley keeps trying to claim privilege, which is funny because that's been ruled on, and he keeps going. Well, no, I mean I heard it from the client. The client is weighed, and it's not privileged. <laughs> answer the damn question so i think that we have gotten a lot of um information on this i don't believe we're going to get to the cell data today doesn't really seem like it um uh, so maybe that'll be friday well I- i'm wondering if they're going to cross-examine him here i i would think not because i mean there's nothing more that they could say that would be any more or less damning than what they've already you know I, he's it's neutral for them right now. I don't see why it would be beneficial for them to cross-examine him right here. Yeah, they already impeached him, but also I don't know if they can because this is technically a redirect. And is it, so is it a redirect because it's coming out? Procedurally, at, yeah, procedurally, this is a redirect. Now, I don't know if the judge has done something, you know, novel in, in terms of allow, you know, it, it, he has opened more questions that weren't allowed to be answered before. So maybe he'll allow them to cross again, but this thing could go on forever. And he seems kind of done with it. I, he he seems to me like he's heard enough. Yeah, I, I think they would have to. Well, I, I mean, you're right that it is a redirect. I forgot about that because it's been a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that they are waiving the attorney client, you would think that he would give some leeway and allow them another opportunity, an opportunity to cross here. But I or yeah, I don't I don't think that they would, though. That's the thing. I, I kind of get the feeling that the district attorney's office doesn't want Terrence Bradley to say anything more than he already has. Uh, I mean, exactly. it, it was quite clear when he was on the stand and they were, you know, all of this stuff has already been ruled on guys and every chance they had, it was like, they were just, they were sitting on a spring or something like that. Like they could not wait to stand up again to object. And I got to say, I was pretty impressed with McAfee. I mean, like he seemed like, you know, we're going to get this information out there. And uh, he's he wasn't willing to allow them to to stifle Terrence Bradley and not let him say anything. Is Bradley coming back in? He's going to go back on. 
Yeah, there's yeah. another. He just asked for a five minute break because okay. there's another attorney that the the one with the board shorts is about to question him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this guy. This is this is my new favorite guy. Oh my god! I, I got I got his new name. His name's Christopher Kashortsoff. <laughs> Kishort, yeah, Kashortsoff is definitely my yeah. It's, it's oh, cover. It's he, covering he, Gordon's he's, face. He's, dude, he's about to be Tubin. He's Tubin in court. I love it. <laughs> don't so, don't so vote those, Tubin, please. For those of you who may not have seen why we vote uh, earlier in this in this line of questioning from these from uh, in the redirect here, they mention him coaching looking over as if yeah. he's getting another answer and you know i don't know if if you know this is something that got out to the attorneys or what but on friday night um you know we had amber connor who's there in the courtroom right now we had her on why we vote and she said that during his initial round last week you could see that the the attorneys were giving hand signals like they'd fix their tie or they'd they'd mm -hmm. rest their hand like this and, and and you could see it continued here you would see you know, uh, him ask, oh, can you repeat that question trying to buy himself time? And then you would get an objection from from yep. uh, counsel right there. And as it started in the beginning, you would get counsel saying objection. He shouldn't say this, this and this. You know, they'd be leading him in the direction that they want him to go with with the answer. Most of the objections overruled. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's kind of shady crap that's going on with with this right here. Well, yeah, but the judge did seem to sustain that right he said you can object and cite the rule and if i need more i'll ask mm -hmm. and when um and and the attorney keeps doing it he keeps right. objecting and giving too much information in an effort to coach the witness but there's a couple times in there where the he would stand up and the judge would just say overruled like yeah. he wouldn't even get the objection out because the judge is like nope overruled so i i mean i think we we always get people that are um down on the judge in in these chats i think this judge is has been fair and just and um he seems to to you know be, be focused on finding the truth um one other thing i wanted to mention mm -hmm. is earlier kyle was in the chat and he was talking about bradley's body language and you saw him he was he was defiant in the beginning right he was like no i'm not going to answer that no i have no knowledge of that no i'm not going to do it and the more he gets impeached to where he has to answer questions the more he gets kind of deflated right and you can you can see him um they're just chiseling away at him his legal career should be over yeah. i would like to remind everybody that this guy was paid tax dollars georgia tax dollars for legal work mm -hmm. yeah all right here we go the day right. that um i don't have the date but it was the date of whenever the phone call happened you know his wife Kyra Banks works for the DA's office, right? Yes, correct. When was the last time you spoke to Mr. Wade? I'm spoken to Mr. Wade personally in a year, two years actually, when I left the firm. Miss Willis. I never um my interaction with Ms. Willis was never um, where I would pick up the phone and talk to her or that she would um, or anything like that. So you, you didn't hang out with Ms. Willis? You didn't have a personal relationship with her? No, I, I never had a personal relationship. I mentioned before that I went to a dinner that was after she um, was elected um, 
that was at a steakhouse, but it was some 75 to 100 people there. So you knew of her, you just didn't have a a business relationship or a personal relationship with her, or at least a close one. I knew of her from my, she was in the DA's office and I had criminal cases, but I did not personally know her, no. And not having known her, not really hanging out with her, uh, you've got a contract from her office. I'm going to just object as to cumulative, asked and answered throughout the multiple All right, days. Mr. Kasherov, I think we covered this ground on the 16th about the contracts. Do you have a, are you going somewhere else with this? I am, Judge. If you give me a little latitude, I'll tell you. All right. That. Okay, you may proceed. You got a contract from the office, not knowing or having a good relationship or a good working business relationship with Ms. Willis. That's correct. Uh, that's because Nathan Wade steered that contract to you. I don't know how it came about, but it was presented to me um, at the office about the contract, correct? Who presented it to you, Mr. Wade? Yes. Um, is that, and he owed you money, you said at one point. Say that again? I think you said he owed you money at one point. I don't recall saying that he owes me money. Did he owe you money at one point? Not that I recall saying that Mr. Way owes me or owed me money. I don't recall ever saying that. I didn't ask whether you ever said that. I said, did he owe you or did he uh, owe you money in the past? No, he didn't owe me money. And so you, he steered this contract to you, to your office, and you weren't really talking to him? You hadn't talked to him for two years? The contract was in 2021. I didn't leave until 2022. So you didn't talk with him that whole time? I left in 2022. I haven't really spoke to him since 2022 is what I stated. When I left June of, um, of 2022, around June, August dates of 2022, other than your one last question, other than your attorney, who did you speak with today about giving testimony in this case today? I spoke to my attorneys, Charles Graham and B.C. Chopra. Right, I have nothing further, Your Honor. All right. Uh, and again, I'll just double check to make sure. Did Mr. Cromwell ever join us by Zoom? Do we? No, I think he's still having issues okay. he did email me saying he has no questions and appears that all relevant questions were asked all right thank you so just for the record mr cromwell has been apparently watching the proceeding he had waived his client's presence and didn't have any other questions as well so turning it over to mr abadi and i have no questions all right mr bradley you can step down thank you sir um judge you want these exhibits uh yeah. i'll take this one you know May I be excused? That's right. I have a follow-up based on some questions. It's just about the text. And what, uh, just by way of proffer, what about the text? Just to admit, so when other people asked about the text, some of them weren't in the record today, so I organized them. They're the ones that have been talked about today, so I just organized them. I just wanted for a point of reference to have them. That's okay. okay. Um, and do we need Mr. Bradley for that? I, I don't believe so, but. 
Have you marked them? Yes. Have you showed them to the state? I gave the, a copy to the state, but so oh, these Mr. are- Mr. Bradley, just hang on just for one second, just to make sure. I'll give you all of them. So. <coughs> Editing all of them? Or not? You can. You have to do and Molly's looking at that. Mr. Bradley handed me uh, Defense Exhibit 23, 24, 25. Judge, I didn't realize that they were this, in my folder. Oh, is that from the hearing? That, from yeah, on Friday? Hearing, so. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for returning those. Uh, Let me make sure. Because of your objections? Front part and the back part of this. You have the direction of any of them, you can tell them, or you can admit. Okay, them. so I've got 23, 24, 25. Anything else in your binder? <laughs> Good. Okay, and have we come to any conclusions on uh, what? I'm sorry, how did you mark it? It's, I think we're up to 39. Surprisingly, the state objects. All right. Defense Exhibit 39 is uh, tendered and admitted without objection. Well, no. It, I, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Text messages that weren't referenced today with, uh, are confronted, uh, with okay. as it relates to Mr. Bradley. So these are additional text messages, uh, Ms. Merchant. Yeah. So what? So what I did was they objected that they weren't complete because like the first part of the text wasn't there. It was just like, oh, there was something before that that was said. So what I did was I spent this whole time trying to line them up so that I had the beginning of the text, the middle, based on their objection. They have all the text. They can admit all of them no. if they want them complete. And. I, all right. Um, I, I have a. I'll, I'll just do this. Just I understand the uh, desire just to have the complete text chain, uh, just for purposes of completing the record. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's no point in having him sit here and authenticate every single one of them. So I'm willing to admit it as a court's exhibit, and the, only the exhibits though that had been previously tendered or referenced in testimony would be ones that actually are relied on for making any findings, but just so it's on the record, we have the complete text chain. Should that ever be an issue for some reason? Any thoughts about that, Mr. Avani? Uh, my only thoughts are this is not the complete text chain. I would yeah. to briefly look at Ms. Uh, Merchant's phone when she allowed us to have it for okay. seconds, minutes, and um, there are text messages I know that I saw that are not in what is purported to be State Exhibit 39. So okay, not all right, Ms. Merchant, what about that? I let them take screenshots of the ones that they thought weren't there and he sent them to himself on my phone. I have also offered to hook my phone up to whatever it is. My phone's an iPhone, his is an Android. I can't download like you could in a normal text. I told them if they had a system to get all of my texts, they can have every single one of them. We can definitely do that. Yeah, Mr. Rice. Texts that she's submitting now and tendering into evidence, um, they are specific parts of the conversation. The entire text chain is a continuous conversation subject to rule 601. Those particular parts, given the witness's testimony, should be admitted as substantive evidence to fire inconsistent statements with this testimony today. It would be up to the government <coughs> to state if they then want to introduce the rest of it, have at it. Yeah. Um, sure. I think that's a fair point that if he had been uh, confronted with a particular text, that could have been the opportunity to admit it as a prior inconsistent statement for impeachment. Uh, and some of them were, um, but apparently some of them were not. So it's going to, I'm taking out the ones that they said he wasn't confronted with, and I'm just going to admit the ones that he was confronted with. That's fine. It just makes it more confusing, but it's, it's fine. All right. So we have a newly marked, newly compiled 39. Let's see what the state thinks of that one. Yeah. 
All right, regardless, if that's now what is being discussed, again, I don't see a need for Mr. Bradley to be here any longer, so I'm going to excuse him at this point. Thank you, Mr. Bradley. Judge, may we be... Of course, uh, take care. Yes, that's right. <clears throat> the last time I did it was with Miss Cross. But you didn't confront him with them. Mm -hmm. When Miss Cross had met the witness. Yeah. I did that one. And then this one we talked about. Yeah. Okay, so. So where are we with Defense Exhibit 39? Um, it might be helpful if you looked at them so you know what we're talking about, but I confronted him with all of these. Right, I know. So, so Exhibit 26, I put in so that it made sense. So you could read it. You know, when you're reading a text and it's a conversation. Sure. They're upset that they're, they're not in order now, I guess. I don't really understand, but if you want to look at them, you can. Well, let me, let's start from the beginning. What is the purpose of Defense Exhibit 39? These are the ones that I showed him and that I showed him today. So, there were a lot of follow-up questions on it. And so I realized, okay, well, they should just be in the record because other people are referring to my texts and they might as well just be in the record. And he authenticated all of them. All right. So, and Mr. Rice? Not just in the record, Judge. They should be admitted as substantive evidence because it permits prior consistent statements. Okay. All right. So to that end, Mr. Abadi, is there a particular text message in there you think was not authenticated? I, I, I understand you're saying, well, maybe one of them's already been admitted, so... Uh, but uh, otherwise, uh, just having a omnibus, here are all the relevant text messages exhibit. Is there an authentication objection? Is there a, any other kind of objection like that? Yes, because he didn't authenticate that all of the text messages were from him and between um, Ms. Merchant or the context. Of so I think that's the problem when you don't, if, for example, if the state was to pro provide, uh, I guess, just a specific text chain from a a cell phone extraction, there would be an objection because the state would be making the determination as to what is to be, what is relevant. Really, all the information should be turned over and it's for the parties to object and your honor to determine which parts of the conversation are relevant or not. I don't have all of the conversation. The conversation starts in September and then, so there's a few text messages from September and then we jump to January. Miss Merchant has determined that that jump in between is not relevant. That's, that's not appropriate. It's for your honor to determine what's relevant and not and I can't make an objection as to what I don't know. I can tell you what I've read. It seems as if there are definitely parts that are missing that would make certain parts of the text message she's or attempting to admit that she didn't confront the witness with would be my um, uh, objection. Uh, but only the relevance can only be determined if we have the full chain. So she's determined which ones are relevant. That's your job. Sure. So. Uh, did she, didn't she just try to do the full chain as an exhibit just a moment ago? No, we, we don't have the full chain. The full chain is text messages that begin in September and continue down. 
That's not the <clears throat> container of that entire package. They're on her phone. Okay. She'd like us to do it in a crack. That's just that chain. All right, Miss Merchant. Technology. And then I'll Miss Mr. Gillum. Not a problem. And I offered that when we were here before, and I was told they didn't have that technology. Um, but let me just go through them one by one. It might be easier. I was trying to just do it quickly. All together. You can just hand them to me. So the first. Just hand them to me. I can read them. And Miss. And while I'm reading them, Mr. Gillen, what did you have to add? Great point, Your Honor. Apparently, Miss Merchant has um, has allowed the the state to to take screenshots of what they now contend would be the larger perspective on, and I disagree with them about uh, the rule of completeness. But it's their job when something is admitted that if they have an objection because the context is is not appropriate, they then move. And the state should move completeness the admissibility of the other uh, emails uh, chains that they had. So the real issue here is their failure to comply with the rule of completeness once they have the material uh, from the last hearing that they took screenshots of. Well, isn't that what he's doing now? Because now they're being tendered? No, I don't think that he is. Uh, I mean, it seemed to me that <laughs> what was happening here is this Miss Virgin has tried several different ways to get it in. <clears throat> she wanted everything in and they objected to that. And she wanted the segments in that had been, uh, the, the witness had been asked about, and that's what she's trying to do. My point is, is that if they're, at the time of, of frankly, of moving under the rule of completeness is at the time of the tendering. If they want to tender something to show that it should be included to be complete, that's on them, sure. not on this merchant. All right, Mr. Abadi, last, last point here. So I had limited time with Miss Merchant's cell phone. I only had time to literally find one, one part of the text message to then send to myself before Miss Merchant demanded her phone back. So I did not have the opportunity <laughs> to screenshot every act or every missing part of the conversation to then do as Mr. Gillum is saying that should be done, but it can't be done if I don't have the information. So I, you don't have the complete packet, and there are many of the text message uh, screenshots that you have printed out that were not used to confront Mr. Bradley or refresh his recollection. So they're inadmissible evidence. If, if anyone missed the opportunity, it was the defense counsel sure. to confront him. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think we need to get back and forth any further. Ms. Merchant, you've offered, you said, to print out a complete chain of every text exchange with Mr. Bradley since you began corresponding with him. I'll give you the chance to do that, and you can follow up by email uh, with that exhibit. It would be the complete chain without any deletions or uh, removals, and we'll have that marked as um, Defense Exhibit 39. And I have got to respond, though. In court Friday go. at 1.57, um, when Mr. Abadi texted himself the screenshots, I literally wrote him, do you want any other screenshot? I have nothing to hide. You can download my phone if you want. So it, it, I... All right, we're done. Okay, so uh, I'll wait back to hear from y'all on Exhibit 39. Uh, and uh, is there anything else to take up before we discuss uh, Friday? Um, just kind of throwing it open to the floor, uh, seeing none. Uh, I believe I'd asked and put it out there among defense counsel to be considering how they would like to uh, organize their arguments on Friday. Uh, has there been any uh, decisions reached on that? To determine that, um, okay. and I can email the court when we're done with that. But we are going to make it as efficient as possible and break it up. 
break it up in, in terms of like subject matter or something like that? There's time limits. Yeah. Large, yeah, that's know. that's the idea. Well, I'll start with what is it that you're asking for? We'll start there. It's kind of curious. Well, I don't think uh, we can answer that right now. Number one, <clears throat> the court said, look, if you divide it up, then we can go with that. Uh, or if you can't divide it up, then I'll give each defense counsel a specific period of time. Tomorrow, we'll find out when we meet whether or not we can divide it up uh, in a way that serves the interest of our respective clients. Hopefully we can, we can communicate with the court. Okay, uh, I'll just wait to hear from you. Um, to the point of, I think the state recently filed um, their own motion to, I, I think it formally said to reopen the evidence as to another witness. I only got to read it very briefly, or I don't know if that was just saying in the alternative, we'd like to reopen the evidence. I don't know, maybe someone can clarify that, but my thought uh, there and uh, what I think we ought to do Friday and what I would like to do on the issue of the cell phone analysis and this other affidavit filed by the state today is that uh, uh, both parties, uh, any party rather, uh, can make whatever arguments they want based on a proffer any counter arguments they want to make based on a proffer. Uh, they would not be admitted into evidence at this point. And at this point, I need to start hearing the arguments in the law and what we've heard so far. And if I think I'm able to reach a ruling based on that, I will. Um, however, if I think that the the proffer is going to make a material determinative point, we, we can reopen the evidence at that point. But um, just the bottom line is on Friday, I, I do um, the intention is that we're still sticking with argument. Uh, but the parties are free to address some of these issues that have been brought up post hearing if they'd like to. Your Honor, excuse me. Uh oh, Sorry. Uh, let I'm, me start with Mr. Sayden. I'm alive and well with a quick question. All right. That suggests that we do not have to have a witness present on Friday for the cell phone, right? Correct. That's right. Friday would just be argument, and uh, counsel can proffer why they think it's significant. And if once I've heard the law and the argument of counsel, I decide that that is going to have some material bearing on the outcome, then uh, we will we can reopen the evidence and have it properly admitted and authenticated and subject to cross-examination. Thank you. Okay. Ms. Merchant. Um, I just wanted to know if the court wanted us to focus our arguments on anything in particular. Any questions we wanted us to track? Uh, well, actually, uh, I think what I'm more likely to do is is more along the lines of what I suggested before is give you all a, a time block and you use the time however you think is more effective uh, what you think is your strongest argument I don't um, a lot has been covered and there's a lot in the motions that weren't covered during the evidentiary hearing that I would plan to rule on at the same time as well so I leave that to you Mr. Gillen Thank you, Your Honor. I know we have other motions to hear on Friday no, oh, we do. Um, I thought we did. I just said disqualification as a whole. So if you have arguments about forensic misconduct, about anything like that, this would be that would be the time for that argument I as well. I consider that part of the disqualification. Sure. I thought we had scheduled hearings on the murder. You know, no, I mean, I talked about that and then things evolved. So uh, we didn't actually send out a notice uh, adding any other motions, but I, uh, we do need to. We have some trials starting next week. Uh, the next two weeks, we've got um, some of our homicide trials already scheduled. So I'm going to be following up with you all to schedule the rest of the pretrial motions that we have. The only arguments that we have on Friday would be one o'clock on the issue of disqualification. That's right. All things disqualification. Uh, anything from the state or any other defense counsel? 
think that's it. All right. Thank you all. All right. All right. We're off the record. All right. <clears throat> Man. What do you guys think? Uh, that was a very eventful and um, entertaining two hours, two and a half hours. For sure. Um, yeah, basically, Bradley's obviously a liar. Uh, it's very obvious he's a liar. Uh, I love when they just asked him like a simple yes or no question. Like, hey, did you know this before whatever, November 1st, 2022, 2021, whatever it was? Um, and the answer he was looking for was no. But he sat there for like five seconds and he'd say, no. It's like, dude, you're not making yourself look any more credible. When you answer like that, you just look like an idiot. He could be going for thoughtful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. came off to me in the first hearing with him, the first time he was on the stand back on the 15th and 16th, he came off. Uh, I mean, I think he was trying to come off as more thoughtful, really thinking through the answers and making sure he was giving a ac accurate question, <laughs> accurate response. Um, today, it, it, it felt more obstruction. Mm -hmm. Brian, you're on mute. Yeah, you're, you're mute. Why am I muted? I didn't mute that's, myself. That's why you can't get a word in. Mute. <laughs> uh, today, today he didn't. He didn't have the the attorney client privilege to fall back on. So you know, mm -hmm. prior to that, they were just kind of you know scratching around the surface trying to get him to divulge something on his own. But I mean, we really didn't get anything out mm -hmm. of him that that we didn't already you know kind of already know. Um, <clears throat> you know. Uh, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that he knows when this when this relationship began they you know they could have asked for uh, context anything that was going on where he was you know anything along those lines but you know like i said in the chat was everybody wearing masks and standing six feet away from each other when it happened were you guys out of court when it happened because the courts were closed there was a bunch of you know contextual things that were going on at that time that that could have alluded to when he found out but uh, you know, the bottom line is he didn't want to throw anybody under the bus. He, just, he I love when it's like, uh, did you want to testify in this? Who the hell? That was such a dumb question. Who the hell wants to testify, period? You know, yeah. go up there yeah. and put yourself at risk for perjury, even if it's an unintentional, you know, be subject to questions that you might not necessarily want to answer. So I thought that was kind of dumb. But overall, I, I you know, Kyle was right. This was either going to be explosive or it was going to be nothing. And we got nothing, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I, I do think that, I do think what we got from it is we like I think Bradley really discredited himself. I think he's like a like he's like an uncredible witness for sure. And we also kind of got a little bit of insight, I feel like, into the judge, which is important in this trial because it's a bench trial and not a jury trial. Um, he really did seem to be losing his patience with um, Fanny's attorney. Um, he seemed to be losing his patience, patience with him. The guy just was objecting at everything. And like Ash pointed out, he was just telling him to sit down and shut up. Um, and then at the very end there where he was saying he wanted like more context for his texts. And Marchant was like, I offered to send him my like my entire phone, I, like whatever he wants. And then the guy was just kind of like, oh, OK, I'll just sit down now because I'm like, I'm the asshole. So I disagree, Brian. Um, I don't disagree with what you said, Ghost. I, I generally agree with you unless we're arguing about Israel and Palestine. But um, <laughs> in terms of we didn't get anything, I disagree. I think so from a from the judge's perspective at the last hearing. 
whether or not Mr. Bradley knew that they had a relationship prior to when they claimed to have a relationship was in question. That wasn't something that we know that we knew. Now we know it. And when you think about what the judge saw today, what do you think? I'm asking you this question. What do you think the judge thinks about the timeline and whether or not Mr. Bradley, when he said, absolutely, when he, wait a second, you're saying that this started back then? Absolutely. What do you think the judge thinks? Is that speculation? Or do you think the judge believes that Mr. Bradley basically just affirmed through the text messages, he authenticated the text messages that when he represented to Miss Merchant, the very reason why she brought this case, right? When that was represented to her by Mr. Bradley, that he was definitive in his knowledge. What do you yeah, think the judge I, thinks? I, I think using the term absolutely, even though he turns around and says it was speculation, uh, is significant because of the context of uh, Yerti's testimony, where Yerti uh, agreed with this. If it was based solely on Bradley's, no, I don't think that that was going to be anything definitive. But um, because of the context uh, in support of uh, Yerti's testimony, I do think it's significant. But you still, without a date, I mean, it's just... Uh, any any you know a, a decent attorney will will run right through that i well, i think the decent attorney had their chance this is the, this is going to summation and the judge is going to rule on whether or not she's disqualified so based on what has been now put before the judge where do you think the judge lines up cuz i well, think he's leaning towards disqualification yeah, I think so, too. I, I, I've i said that all along, that I think it's leaning towards, just based on Yerti's testimony, I think it was leaning towards disqualification. The father well, Right, but Yerti on her own is not enough. She's a disgruntled employee. They're not friends anymore. Fanny obviously doesn't like her. There's a lot of doubt there. She's not enough. You need the Bradley stuff as well. Now you've got two people close to both of them who confirm that the relationship was happening prior to when they claim it was happening. And let's not forget, when you pull the thread of that, if the judge is there... If the judge says, yeah, all right, both, they both have a person that realizes you're now perjury charges are on right. the table. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I think we got a lot out of this hearing. Well, Agreed. Friday, Friday is going to be the big, the big day when, when, when they get to bring this evidence and decide whether or not this evidence is going to be, uh, uh, admitted and and then you know be able to cross-examine that evidence that's going to be and by this evidence you mean the cell data yeah the cell phone data yeah so that's going to be the big day yeah i mean i i certainly think that enough has been presented to the judge to to enough question has been raised to disqualify fanny willis to bring somebody else in so that the actual trial which is what this is really about is the actual trial and not this little side like detour um is not tainted by all this because you know if if Fannie Willis's office ends up winning the trial and Fannie Willis is the winning prosecutor, it's like that's that this this whole situation is going to throw a huge like it's going to taint all of that. And, you know, the word of the day, it's going to taint that outcome. So to protect the integrity of the whole situation, you you have to bring in another pro, like another prosecutor to to, to do the um, case. And, yeah, I mean, I think that Brad Bradley's testimony, I think, had really has just buried hit fanny fanny willis because he he absolutely was being speaking in the affirmative he absolutely lied just then when he said that he was speculating there's no no chance the other lawyer was like when she sent you these questions she sent you the uh 
the rough draft for approval. It set him a title, what her intent was with this. And then you're going to respond back with like speculation. Like you understood what, what she she was looking for reasons to, to disqualify Fannie Willis and you gave her a reason to disqualify her. So yeah, let's talk about Sado. That was wow. absolute fire questioning <laughs> yes. from Sado. That President was, Trump's that, attorney crushed it on this it, one. I'm usually pretty critical of his attorneys because, uh, well, at least the Colorado ones. Is that who um, said, is, is, is Sadal a Trump attorney? Because yes. I know there's like there's multiple defendants. In here. the beginning, he represented himself as for President Trump. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So he was like the closer, man. It's like they were like, all right, it's like bring in the closer. And they sent that, you know, that went to the bullpen, brought him out, and he just absolutely took it. Bradley behind the, the the woodshed and just gave him yeah. the business. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you were friends. You said you were friends. Why would you totally make up a story about them meeting and having a relationship earlier about your friend to somebody that you knew was looking into your friend like that? That like, oh, I was just speculating. And what were you? What was that speculation based on? I don't recall. I was just speculating. it's not believable it's not believable and not only is the judge seeing this but the american people are seeing this and this is fundamentally Mm -hmm. this entire hearing is fundamentally about public trust it is not just is there impropriety but is there the appearance of impropriety can the american people and the defendants in this case who have rights can they reasonably rely that this is going to be a fair trial given that the the district attorney in the jurisdictional county and the lead prosecutor in the case case both perjured themselves in this hearing Mm -hmm. it's a good point i I, I think the answer is no it's a really really good point yeah i I do think that like even the bigger deal is the fact that the public now understands just how much of a circus this all is um because regardless about what the outcome is like even if she's not disqualified I mean, this whole thing just looks like a complete joke. And these people are not serious people. And the fact that these people are being paid tax dollars to do what they're doing and they're like going on these trips and they're paying in cash and they're doing they're doing all this really sketchy stuff. This stuff that just does not seem to be above board at all. Uh it's it it really is just it is destroying the integrity of the entire ju- justice and, and judicial system. And having sat through something like this before and watched all this happen in slow motion, it's great to see because I want to see good lawyers like Sadow like and people like him who have clout stand up and go after attorneys like Fannie Willis because Fannie Willis should not be practicing law, l- like let alone be a public prosecutor. Yeah. Who, um, who do we think... Because they alluded to potentially a surprise witness. Who do we think that might be? The the additional witness, I believe, that they're considering is the investigator that put together the analysis of the cell phone data. Oh, okay. okay. I was thinking so, maybe after today's yeah. report from Breitbart, they might be considering calling uh, DeSantis. I, I don't think so. The, so all of that at the end was th- he's not even going to allow the cell phone data or the witness. He's going to hear their case for it and decide if it's necessary. And if it is necessary, then they're going to open discover or open evidence again. And so they he told Sadow, you don't even need to have the witness here on Friday. Okay. So that's going to be a proffer to the court. My guess is he's heard enough and he's going to say no. Um, I, 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 
I really do think she gets disqualified. I don't, I don't, because, especially because this is a televised trial. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I, I don't see how, how you can, res- how you can preserve and protect the public trust and allow them to continue running this case. I wonder if there's going to be uh, anything brought up either in this case or perhaps in a bar complaint uh, regarding Fannie Willis saying that she had never gone to the White House, but then, uh, you know, White House logs circulating. Uh, now, um, granted, they could be fake. You know, who knows in this age of, of you know, disinformation, but uh, there appears to be uh, logs floating around that show that she did, in fact, visit the White House. So, you know, I'm wondering because she was very adamant that she never visited the White House. Um, that, well, that'll be interesting. That will be interesting. And let's also not forget that she's facing the um, state ethics committee complaint that Peter Berniger out of Wisconsin filed for campaign finance violations. Um, they talked, the judge talked about the misconduct as well. That will be heard on Friday is what I heard him say is that all of that stuff that this evidentiary hearing was about this body of evidence, but the disqualification as a whole is broader. That was what I heard them say. And that's where the mis- they've been kicking the can down the road on the misconduct stuff for this entire hearing. And it sounds like we're going to hear that on Friday. So that's exciting. Yeah. That'll well, make Friday a really, really, really good And that's hearing. 1 p.m. Eastern time on Friday is what they said on the record at the end of the hearing. I know some people in the chat asked. Yeah. So we'll have to, uh, I mean, we'll definitely be live streaming that one as well. So 100%. be sure to tune into that. Um, we got some rants. Have Let me see. Yeah. Let's do the rants. You guys yeah, are amazing. Just- some rants yeah we do I love these live streams i love hanging out uh the the chat we have the best chat on rumble nobody will change my mind on that badlands has the best chat on rumble and uh we appreciate you guys so much if you haven't already please hit the thumb it's very very important we do appreciate these when we do these you know guest live streams uh they're not sponsored so you know whatever we get incentive wise financially is all through rumble rant so we definitely appreciate that but we also understand that not everybody can give but you can give us a thumbs up and that will help us uh as much if not more uh we've got what over almost 10 well we had almost 10,000 starting to dwindle now that's over but uh please hit that thumbs up before you get out of here chicka boom says thanks ash brian and gordo gordo and brian for streaming this this will be a fun viewing i'll take my lunch to the back patio and crank up the volume on the computer so my old ass neighbor will get some red pilling your old ass neighbor's gonna be like what the hell do my young ass neighbors do for fun that they're listening to a court trial (laughs) i'm sorry this court hearing is better than anything on court tv agreed uh, Chris Jocks Jackies says Jacks says thanks for all these live streams. Play family thinks I am so weird for listening to these cases all day. <laughs> Again, <laughs> see you. the above statement. Yeah. Uh, Kitsko, because of the entertainment value, choice hosts and chatters, knowledge matters. Heck yeah! Thank you. Aww, thanks, Kitty. Uh, Visla vis loss rule 29 thanks for hosting this guys and providing something entertaining i can actually show my husband tonight so we can have a good laugh have to drive now and i'm sad well if you didn't see chris kashorts off walking around in his boxers that's probably the funniest thing of the whole hearing. we're gonna have to get green star to clip that for sure somebody 100%. in the chat linked us to a post on twitter someone else watching did the same thing like watching this and oh my gosh dude put some shorts on <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, Trumpet says, Thank you for streaming this. You are welcome. 
Pepe Lapide says, this almost seems like an episode of Maury Povich. Yeah, that's I was, what I was I, thinking too. Yeah. I was hoping it was going to turn Jerry Springer. You you, mm-hmm. feel, you you guys know it feels like it's like a hairpin away from people throwing stuff in there. It, it, nope. it felt like they were baiting Bradley and like at any minute he was just going to flip out and, and, and say, say something. Although he kept his composure a lot better than Fanny did. Fanny really was like, she, she was a, a yeah but he had a couple moments today sure. he had a yeah. couple moments where he starts he he started arguing as though he was the lawyer yep. right mm-hmm. and then he's like and then you said like there's that time when he's like cutting his eyes um and like i was already asked about that and i'm not you know and the and the court said and the, the judge is like yeah i'm uh i'm right here <laughs> yep so let me so let good. me ask this. So Fanny Nathan Wade was in the courtroom. Fanny was not. Is she still subject to recall? No, none of them are going to be recalled. Okay, the that's ju- what I thought. Yeah, because if, if Wade was going to be recalled, he would have been recalled today. Right, but if Wade was going to be recalled, he wouldn't have been allowed in the courtroom. And so that's why I was wondering if Fanny not being no, there. No, he said she- it. The, they said at the beginning we have double logos right now, Brian. Um, the judge said at the beginning that because uh, she said I might want to call Mr. Wade. Um, at the end after Mr. Bradley's testimony and the judge said, we'll deal with it when we, if we get there. Right. And but once we, you're released from the subpoena there. though, he, he, he was released from the subpoena. I was just wondering if Fanny was released from the subpoena as well. I, I think she was after her testimony, okay. but I'm not sure. Igor Tigor 97 says, of course he lied. It's in their DNA. Just look at the body cam videos. Yeah. Which body cam videos? Like, I, I just assume that meant police body cam videos oh pjw says that's a brian stetler <laughs> stelter rather yeah he was a little bit worse he was a little bit worse oh no tubin's the guy that's the worst he's the guy that uh, was doing uh, some things that you shouldn't t- be doing tubin. yeah tubin tubin, tubin was tubin yeah, yeah uh, that was crazy the guy with the shorts but i will i will say that um it's mr boss Wade, i guess it's i guess it's mr wade's attorney who was um you know uh, objecting all the all the much yeah <laughs> was mr wade's attorney um he was annoying he yeah. and it, and i'm not just talking about his you know characteristics his approach um he revealed his panic at a few points which somebody i, I was uh, you know griping about how annoying he was in um the chat and somebody's like yeah ash but he's doing his job for his client. I'm like, yeah, I know he is. And he was, he was doing his job for his client, but he almost pissed off the judge with that. And I, I think agreed. he probably did piss off the judge yep. at a few points with the way that he was behaving. And that doesn't help his client. Yep. Nope. That's right. Razor sharp says, thank you for covering this trial. It seems like the text me- text messages are proof. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be, that's going to be the nail in the coffin, uh, on Friday. So be sure to set your alarm to tune in for that one. Okay. So if you guys go back and you read the Badlands news brief, the few days following every single moment in this case, we have been spot on, uh, about what's going on here. The, it was obvious. We were speculating before (laughs) um we want to be accurate we were speculating before that um the text messages were the trigger that made them impeach mr bradley you guys remember having that conversation uh we we i think we can definitively say that we were right about that now yep uh dak 8869 says all right fookers back to work back to work uh 
LSS 922 says the absolute best chat on Rumble. You guys are awesome. Yes, you guys are awesome. Uh, Ginger Because says this is better than a reality show. I think Bradley's excuse for only looking at the attorney on the computer screen was so we wouldn't see him looking for the hand signals from the other lawyers. Yes. And all of you that watched Why We Vote know exactly what we're talking about because we had a guest on that was, you know, physically in the courtroom. She had texted me because I sent her uh, the Bradley clip because I knew she was in the courtroom. So during lunch, I sent her the Bradley clip of him talking and she texted me back right away and was like, yeah, they've been doing that the whole time. The hand signals and everything else. And I was like, ah, it's a shame you can't get that on camera. You're not allowed to record in there unless you're media. Apparently they're allowed okay. to record, but good. So she can jump on. And tell I, us how I mean, it I'm was gonna, in the room. I, I'm going to wrap up. I've got nothing left to say. Okay. I mean, um, yes. okay. I, she was in the line her, so. her for Friday. All right. We'll yeah, do maybe, that. Maybe I'll for try, the show on Friday. I'll, I'll try to be around on Friday. Um, I may not be able to start, but I can certainly jump on probably. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Ooh, Miss Watley jumped in at the last second here. Thank you both so much for covering this addictive drama. Love you guys. God bless. Now the only question is, who's the both? I'm going to go with uh, Gordon and Ash because nobody appreciates me. <laughs> oh, that's me not playing. true. I think we almost she, got 20 She's probably talking about you two because y'all are like all over, have been all over this stuff. So No, this is me playing my little violin, my, my pity party. Um, I think we almost got to 20%. So again, if you have not yet hit the thumb, please do. It's really, really important to uh, creators that you hit the like button. There's a lot of stuff that the like button drives. So please make sure that you hit the like button. And um, one thing, do you have the uh, the Badlands shop um, graphic video uh, thing? Uh, yes. Can you throw that up for me real quick? The Badlands shop graphic or the video the, the video yes maybe thank you maybe not uh oh yes i do awesome in today's fast-paced world peace of mind is priceless that's where badlands media steps in preparing for life's uncertainties is about being ready for anything right where you are welcome to the badlands media shop we've partnered with patriot companies offering products that empower you to prepare for any eventuality comfort comfortably from your home in board shorts, if you prefer. The Badlands shop has everything you need to secure your peace of mind. Browse the virtual aisles, prepare your family for the year ahead with products you can trust from companies that share your values, whether it's growing your own food or prepping long-term storage, protecting your family, or stocking up on emergency supplies. We have you covered. Get prepared. Visit Badlands Media shop at badlandsmedia.tv slash shop today. And every purchase supports a freedom-loving business, and it supports us here at Badlands as well. One more time, that's badlandsmedia.tv slash shop. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. You know, I've never once gotten to watch the video because I'm always doing the ad read and uh, they actually throw the boomerang like really far and it comes back around and the guy catches it. And I'm like half like I, I, I want to buy. I'm never I'm never going to throw that boomerang because that thing's just like, you know, that's that's nostalgic. Uh, Texas Jewels hat, hat tip there. Um but I, I think maybe I'm going to buy one now just so I could see if I Texas, could ever do Texas it. Texas Jules gave me permission. There's a big field right next to my house. She gave me permission to go outside and throw my boomerang on, on camera and see if it, see if I can get it to come back. And she said, if it breaks, she'll send me a new one. Oh. So oh, wow. as soon as it warms up I'm gonna, um, and it's not like muddy out in the field, I'm going to go go do that. We had random snow today. Like just really? a random two inches for two uh, hours. Yeah, it was you're really in Colorado, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we will be back covering the the conclusion of this drama on Friday. And, uh, oh, it's Barbie tonight on Story Hour, <laughs> which is very yes. exciting. And uh, I actually watched the film and took notes. And I cannot wait to hear Burning Bright and Chris go through the Barbie movie. So That'll everybody don't one. miss that. I've got to wash my hair. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I actually want to see this one. I just want to see this one tonight so I know whether or not I can just make fun of BB for like the rest of his life or <laughs> if he's actually oh got God. some legitimacy to his. No, he definitely they, has legitimacy. They're in disagreement too. They're in disagreement. So it's going to be an argument. So it's gonna I be love it. it he, yeah. he definitely has legitimacy though, because there are so many psychological traps in this film. Yep. And there's, I mean, there's plot holes that you could drive fanny through but um i did it, watch it last night and it and it's very self it, it does it, it there are moments of self-subversion where, where the movie yeah. subverts itself so yeah. yeah i'm gonna my my wife is gonna get home tonight in in like 10 minutes and i'm gonna be like babe we're watching barbie and she's gonna be like what <laughs> who are you what did it's you not do it's not a movie you? that should be celebrated i will say that but there are moments no. of, I, I will say that i I do uh, like agree with Burning Bright that there are moments of self subversion where it, it does yeah. like it doesn't achieve I think what it tr what it set out to achieve or what I think it wanted to achieve. Yeah, um, it sabotages itself for sure yeah. in a few really big material ways. So I'm super excited to hear those guys break it down tonight. Yep. So um, watch do your homework and watch Barbie if you haven't already. <laughs> Worst case, I get to stare at Margot Robbie for two hours, so that's not necessarily a bad thing either. It's not quite <laughs> Wall Street Margot Robbie, but it's like, and it's not probably not as good as. Yeah, Susa her character is really dumb, though, <sighs> like painfully dumb. The whole movie is dumb. Mm, yeah. I'll tune in. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see Thank you guys, guys later. All right. for tuning right, in. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, emasculate myself. Uh, emasculate a a white man. Uh, if you guys watched the first trial, you understand that joke right there. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see it's, you guys. There's, there's, no, there's no problem with emasculating a white man. It's a black man you can't emasculate. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yep. That's true. So, so go watch Barbie. Damn it. Ash and I will see you tomorrow morning on Badlands Daily right here at 10 a.m. for all your daily news. If you guys don't watch daily yet, you probably should. So set your notification bell, hit the subscribe button, hit that thumbs up, and we will see you later. Bye, guys. See y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to hit the thumbs up on this video. And a special thank you to all of our advertising partners. Please remember to shift your dollars to support those businesses that support Badlands Media.